first beer. Are we recording? Let's go. Oh, shit. Oh, no, we are. Hello. <laughs> Hello. My intro this time. Great. Uh, episode 23. We're back. Hello. How are we all going? Uh, it is the Sour Rangers episode. Uh, we just discussed a title for that just before. and we Go, go, Sour Rangers. Can you do a little song? Do you know that my phone number, when you type in like the last six numbers of my phone number, is Go, the Power Rangers? Fuck off, really? Yeah. What? Oh, okay. When they, like, Telstra said, choose any phone number you like. We have not introduced our guests yet. And you shut your mouth over there because... <laughs> I was just flowing, man. Uh, we are naturally flowing with it today. What have we told you about flow? We go with it. Um, it's great to be back this week we have a very special guest on to you know we're if you don't remember back in episode 17 we did a little intro to Gateway Sours we're going to push in a little bit harder with that today and this evening this morning whenever you're listening and um, yeah see how we go we're going to push into a little bit more so easy there Ali well I'm here with Ian. How are you feeling today? Yeah, good, Ali. Are you happy? Are you happy today? I'm pretty happy. Good. I'm happy that the innuendos are rolling already. It's still pretty early. Still pretty natural. Still pretty early in the night, and he's not snacky yet, so he could get unhappy. No, it is true. Good little feed before coming in today. Good, good. I'm glad you're happy today because we've got a great episode ahead. So I'm really looking forward to. I'm, I'm just happy Hearing to be here. joy. Happy to be here with you, Ali. Thank you, Ian. I'm, I know that Ian really hates intros, so I'm trying to make it really pleasant for him. Yeah. And just see how he's... I'm just making me uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. I'm very uncomfortable, actually. Yeah. And uh, we're here with big fuckwit, uh, Klimt. Um, <laughs> Papa Korea! Oh! No. All up in that gochujang. That's a Korean thing I ate the other day. Okay. Like, actually? Yeah, yeah. Did you yeah, go to, did you go to Tasty Korea? No, no, I made my own Korean. Because oh. that's part of my family tradition. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Anyway, if you guys want to look me up, I am part Wait, Korean. What's your lineage? Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> We've got an extra guest tonight. So as part of Sours, as most people know, we are very intro level, although we've been smashing a few little sour whales. So what we thought for tonight, we'd do something a little special. We thought we'd bring in the Peast, the Prince of the East Pitch, oh. the Sergeant of Sacrimices himself, the Master of the Mash Step, the Lord of Lautering, the Fresh Prince of Sterilization. Oh. How do you feel about that, Justin? I think he oversold me a little bit. Straight off the top of my dime. <laughs> 100% natural. One of our brewers at Spotty Dog, also a massive sour fan who knows way more than we do. Guitars and beers. Would you say he's number one fan of the show as well? And we've been waiting for oh, him. Oh, right, he's up there. there. Right time to get him on. We have been waiting. We've been we've been, we've been biding our time. We've oh. said no, Justin. Leave us alone. Felt like Stop pestering us. It'll happen eventually. We had to do the Apprentice episode to build up to this level. Oh, the beer's open. I'm in. Yeah. Shut up. So anyway, so tonight Justin has curated the entire list of sours. There's no beer news. There's no sip, skip, or cellar, which is fine. We had a lot of that last week. We're going just so deep into the world of sour, and it's very exciting. So Can't wait for tomorrow morning. It's going to (laughs) really hurt. We'll tell a funny story about Carmen Cellars and Bell Shot Chicken later. Um, (laughs) But to start us off, Justin, what are we starting with? Why are we starting here? And And why are we doing an episode on sours with you? Yeah, because I hate them. (laughs) 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 Not too sure, so I'm not 
a massive expert on sours. Do enjoy them. You like no, sours? I like, like sours. Yeah, you're a fan. I'm a fan. Um, I've had a few, I guess. I've got a few tonight. Tonight we're having the uh, opening up with the Roddenback Classic, which is a uh, so good. It's probably the most accessible and available mixed fermentation beer. It's a you know Flanders Red. Uh, this one is I think it's three quarters in stainless and a quarter in oak, and then blended cool. together. Cool. Um, yeah, this is already it, washing over my head. Pick up from like, Dan's. Yes. You can get this pretty much everywhere. Like it's in a Red Bull can. But yeah, like but it's a little too fifty. And out. what's the go with that? Because this has changed recently with the canning, and have they changed? I've heard they've changed the recipe a little bit. No, I don't know, I don't know if they changed it. Someone's told me that. I don't Nick. know why. Nick. Nick. From, you know, uh, where, where's Nick from? Uh, I don't know. I think he works at a bottle shop I went to once. Oh. The home of your best beer, wine, and spirit celebrations at the Abbey. There it is. I, I feel like <sighs> he would have been mad if he didn't. Yeah, no, so. I'm contractually obliged. But I, I think I he's, he's told me that so many times, it's just like embedded in my head, and I don't know if it's true or not. But um, they've definitely changed the can and the sizing, um, which is interesting. I imagine if you were drinking from the can, it would taste different too, because you shouldn't drink it from the can. No, you shouldn't drink a sour from a can. That would be weird. By, by the same logic, you also just shouldn't drink Red Bull. So, if, if you do need to pick me up before work in the morning, start with a Rodenback Classic. This is a. I thought you were going to sell us coffee. Though. Very like this is a good way to start your journey. This is it? fantastic. Why are we starting with Rodenback? Why? Yeah, it's delicious. Usually, uh, true. Flanders Red. It's where do I start? Okay, so once upon a time, all beer was fermented basically the same way. You wouldn't uh, these days. You've got labs that isolate brewer's yeast and uh, usually you'll as you know you'll make your wort and you'll chuck in usually one strain of, of yeast uh, long ago they didn't do that they just made their beer and left it out in the open for a while and whatever flew by that went in the beer and that, that fermented it scares the shit out of me <laughs> yeah it's terrifying to think that that was a thing hey? no it's still a thing they, it was well, still, no yeah. like yeah but now it's a lot more controlled <laughs> to a degree sometimes there's yeah. like there's like there's like stories that go around of like brewers who are doing like spontaneous beers who will take like Cantillon bottles and put them in spray bottles and spray them around their brewery mm. to try and like get the same bugs in there. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Mm. It's super tasty. I yeah, I should have drank that a lot slower. I didn't realize that was six percent as well. Oh, oh no, wait. No, that's five point something. Oh, it's five point two. Oh, that's fine then. Delicious, delicious beer. Um, it's not gonna rip your face off it's very approachable if you're starting to think oh i might like a sale it's um mm. it's really really great and i think this is probably the first sour i ever had too and i was just like if oh, i had started on this for sours i probably would have liked them sooner mm. i think maybe what was the first sale that you had you were just like that's not for me and you wrote them off completely though. i don't know i don't know uh i'm trying to think probably a kettle sour yeah something wasn't well made or something like that yeah something like that I, I don't know what it was but it was just not for me probably something with Brett that wasn't good because there are good Brett beers we'll move on to that but no this is a banger I think anyone who is con- contemplating getting into sours would want to hit this up um, yeah what's next we yep. really smashed that. It's <laughs> <laughs> a 250 mil can. Yeah. yeah, no, it was small. Yeah. So we, it feels like we really rushed that, but I'm like, no, we didn't. Oh, you know. know. And we've got a whistle. We don't often get um. How many beers do we have to drink tonight, Justin? I think six, seven-ish. I think that's probably the most beers we've ever drank. Are they all going to stay at this size? No. No. <laughs> no. 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 Innuendo. Excellent. <laughs> 
So the Belgians are still making beer the same way. They just decided, you know what, we're going to keep on rolling with what we do, pump it up into their massive fooders, the big hook vessels. Is that, is that how you pronounce it? Food. I don't know. I think this is going to be the episode where we mispronounce everything. I awesome. Think that, I'm excited yeah. for this. I think so. So we're staying with um, Rodenbach on yep, this. Yes, so we're going to Rodenbach. Rodenbach, I don't know. Rodenbach. Grand Crew. Grand Crew. Look, if Alex from HPC was here, he'd rip into us on not pronouncing it right. Oh, you know he's... But you're not here, Alex, Alex are you? <laughs> <laughs> if only you got an invite so to the So, a Grand Crew compared to a Flanders Red, what are we... What's... Oh, so it's still a Flanders Red. They're both the same yeah. style of beer. Uh, but this one is, I think it's a third oh, one-year-old. so fucking good. <laughs> so fucking good. <laughs> I think it's two-thirds one-year-old and one-third three-year-old or... Or something like that. So oh, it's, 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 it's a blend, another mm. blend, oh. but it's all in, it's all in oak. It's and definitely reason, more developed. So is this the story this, one? This is the, there's a couple mm. of stories around this. The reason why I brought this is because people go, oh, this is the classic. It's great. It's delicious. Yeah, the can. Then you the have can. a grown crew and you go, oh no, this is delicious. The classic now sort of yeah, hails a little bit. I can't even remember what the classic tastes like. And we had it like 13 seconds ago. Yep. Yeah. This is so great. Oh, mm, it's, it's got everything. This, this is the this is the on the deck beer, isn't it? Mm. Do you want to tell the story? Um, yeah. So I went to a uh, a friend's not wedding. We love you, man. If you're listening, yeah. it was a good night. Happy not wedding. I had a great time. Yeah. Oh, you were there. We met yeah. there. We, oh, we yeah. Met. yeah. We all yeah. met oh, there. Yeah. So oh, it was the first time yeah. I met. You gave me a lift. And Justin. And uh, yeah, I gave you a lift back down the... We just talked about sneakers all night from memory. Yeah, I think we... Yeah, it was... We wouldn't be here if it wasn't probably for that evening. True. So so that's pretty... So thank you, Rit. Thank you, Rit. For not getting married. Thank you, Robin Back, for a delicious beer. But continue, sorry. Um, Yeah, so we're at the not wedding and decided just to have a bottle share. You know, people had booked flights and booked accommodation to come down. So a bunch of Riddies... Mates came down, brought beer and drank lots of beer. I brought a couple of these along because I just happened to buy a case. A case. <laughs> actually, two cases. Oh, you, could, you could pick this up, a case for 130 bucks. That's oh, pretty good that's considering what it is. Yeah. Yeah, you can pick up now for 135 from Dan still. That's, Deli- delivered to your door. That's crazy. You don't get out of bed. You just sit there with your phone. And, and that's a you. blend of different aged... Yeah, okay, that's crazy. Dan Murphy's yeah. home of your... Home of your cheap yeah. beer. <laughs> yep. Let's leave Come on the show, Dan. We want to talk. Yeah, I'd love to talk to Dan. Does he and exist? Murphy. I don't know. Is he a guy? Probably not. It's probably the same as like... Oh, this is great. I think, I think he like, dates back like colonial kind of... Oh, really? Imagery on the logo. Because the kernel's a real dude. I know that for sure. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, so yeah, Clint had a bit of a beer moment out in the deck. Oh, didn't I ever have a beer moment? We got to this this beer, and he had a sip, and just went, "Okay, guys, sorry, I got to sit down. I'm having a moment. I just need to sit here <laughs> by myself, drink this beer, and contemplate my life." Basically. Yeah, I sat out on the deck. Like there must have been like what ten or fifteen people there. And yeah. We, we had a lineup of beers that literally stretched along this entire deck. It was very grammable and uh we got about there's a lot of sours like a lot of people bringing sours so at first i was like yeah i'm not gonna have the best time here <laughs> um and we got to this beer and i was like okay guys i just gotta yeah have a private moment sat out by myself looked out over looked out over the bush just sipping on this bad boy and just thinking everything you know is wrong about yeah. sours. I, this is like 
the first sour that I had that blew my mind and I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. And that was the same night. I, I probably had a little moment, probably not as big as your, yours because I hadn't wrote oh, sours which, at that Justin point. started telling me like a few things about like how they finish it and stuff and I'm just like, how? How does it taste <laughs> like this? Yeah. It's super. It's just, that is a good point. How does it taste like this, Justin? Just lots of bugs. Lots of different... You know, make it sound good so yeast. good. Yeah. <laughs> good yeast. Yeah. Like different. Yeast, different yeast. So, you know, Britannomyces, Saccharomyces. Um, like they the finish bit, it sweeter too, don't they? They stop it? Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's the blending. So you're going to put, put in that younger stuff, which isn't as attenuated, I guess. Not as much time in the barrel. Yeah. In a fooder, sorry. Uh, yeah, Pediococcus, Lactobacillus. So I think it's a little bit tartar. Um, what's a fooder? It's a fooder. A big, massive oak barrel basically like bigger than this podcast room and this room so if it's bigger does that mean less like contact like surface area to volume ratio uh yeah so So getting scale too yeah like they're probably 60 heck or something like that Mm. yeah so 60 60,000 liters are there any australian breweries brewers blenders distillers have fooders yeah yeah i think ridge road got the first one yeah uh for the the hills, Mayday Hills. Mayday Hills, yep. Yep, so that project and then Wildflower definitely do. Yeah, uh, Wildflower have got two, I think. One that they do their Solera blend in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just big ass barrels. Yeah. So, you know. I'd never knew about that, actually. They're very pretty. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big ass sexy barrel. Firestone Walker do lots of beers in them, like oh. clean beers in them as well. Yeah, I can imagine. That one's the crazy linked up barrel system. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, I think most Firestone Walker beers are barrel aged, even their non-sour stuff. Like, they just like doing it. It's like an old traditional English fermentation system. Yeah. Linked barrels. Yeah. Yep. Interesting factoid about this beer is it's pasteurised. Yeah, right. That's why I poured out all the bottle into my glass and wasn't worried. Mm. So uh, I didn't notice that when you were pouring. You just yep. went for it. Just went for it. So there's no dregs that, that I can save, which I'll be doing tonight yeah we'll talk about that I'm yeah. excited about the drugs business yeah when Justin turned up he turned up with a milk crate and he has some uh, Erlenmeyer flasks a sanitation bottle a lighter and we'll chat about that yeah as, as that the first one happens I think which will be very soon by the looks of our glasses um, yeah but this one's definitely got a lot more tartness going on it's just a little bit more there's a little bit more funkiness going on yeah, it? so That's probably the easiest way to describe clean, it. Clean but it's funk? yeah, it's very clean funk. Yeah, I'm kind of like, I'm, I've been trying to think of like a way to describe this kind of beer for people listening. For me, it's got like the familiarity of like cola with like yeah. orange and red berries, kind of thrown in the mix, like cranberries. Yeah, it's like cr- and it's red kind currants. of Christmasy, isn't it? Yeah, in a way, but like not sickly Christmas. But it's got that like. Caramel syrup of cola. Yeah. I don't know. I get super cherry and, and sherbet. Yeah, yeah, cherry sherbet. I think these are like the first two bit. If you really want to start getting into sours, like it's the perfect two to start with, I think. I would go like straight. A classic and then a grand I'd go crew. straight to Grand Crew. I wouldn't like around with a classic, to be honest. That's just me. We're not here to fuck spiders. Yeah. It's been said before. But it's really interesting having them side by side. I think if I was like... If you thought, oh, I might be into sales, I'm not really sure, and you went straight to Grand Cru, then that would give you a real appreciation. You'd probably still try a classic just to see what it was like, but it's, man, at the price. Yeah, it's too easy not to just go straight to that, isn't it? Yeah. And it's less than, about the same one as most Australian crafties, right? Any... Yeah. 
Yeah, probably a little a little bit more than your average pails, but everything else, yeah. That's crazy. That's such a good beer. It's, I mean, there's a reason it's won so many awards and it's been around so long. If only there was more of it. What All have right. we got here, Justin? What's this? This is going to be the fourth mispronunciation. Mispronunciation? <laughs> Maybe the fifth. Oh, no, I heard you do this the other day. I thought it sounded good. Uh, Trey Fontainen. That's pretty Ooh. good. So yeah, this... that's fine. I think that's a great yeah. effort. So we've done the uh, the Flanders region a little Sweet. bit of, uh, of Belgium. I'm going mean, to give this to you. Yeah, no, right. it's got a cork. I'm scared. Um, so we're into the Lambics now. Uh, this, this is a, a goose. So blended Lambic. That's yeah. our first cork on the show. Is it? Surely not. Surely not. No, like first champagne cork. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, first champagne no, cork. I don't want to. Um, so, I have seen a lot of photos of Trey Fontaine. Uh, I've definitely. A lot of, lot of I, But I've always, I, I've eyed it off, but I've never had a chance to drink it. So I'm really cool. excited about this. I think I'm often um, like perturbed from buying Belgian beers because I don't know them. Like, if I go into cool wine or celebrations or, you know, hot wine and still, whatever, I'm, I'm sort of, like, I know the American beers. I know yep. what to look for. Yep, same. But when I see this stuff, I'm sort of, like... Unsure. Unsure of what to be doing. Um, so I might give you a bit more of an idea of what you can go out and buy. When yeah, you're exactly. In, in the bottle shop next. Which is very exciting. So you're being very careful with your pour here, Justin. Uh, yep. So this is obviously the first one where you're going to keep the yeast as best as you can. Yep, so it's not just yeast and bottom, the all, all the bugs from, um, from again, their fooders. So when they, you know, they do the cool ship thing and all these microorganisms fly on past and inoculate the wort, and then they pump it up to the fooders, and the fooders have already got the, all that microflora, that zoo living in there, mm. and uh, that adds to the beer as well. So some of that stuff is left in the bottom of this, this bottle, which is great. Yep. So guys like us, me, can so chuck you, it into this guy. You've got like probably what, five centimetres-ish? Yeah, remember there's a punch in the bottom, so yep. it's not that much liquid. So So you're trying to just keep yeah, it all in there? Keep it all in there. So, so you can do some fun stuff with it later? Yeah, I'm actually really keen to do a sour for this guy over here. For yeah, should be yeah. fun. Mm. Mm. So right now I'm just going to flame the, flame the lid. Oh wow! So for the people listening at home, um, you might have seen this on our story um, during the evening, but uh, we've got a little bit of video of uh, a bit of this little ghetto setup, which is pretty sweet. So, all my flask, um, I'm assuming full of a starter. Yes, the wort. Yep. Yep. So he's just made like a basic beer, no hops, anything like that. A um, little bit of sani on top. Yeah, got, um, the, uh, got the dregs. stir plate, little stir, magnetic stir thing in there already. So that'll go straight on the stir plate for know, about a day-ish. Then I'll let it sit for about a week or so, or a couple of weeks. And then, yeah, either separate it and put it in the fridge to keep it later or chuck it in a beer. Excited. Cool. Yeah, that's yeah, that was really interesting to watch. And I'm going to see it a couple more times, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Let's have a little... Oh, that smells fantastic. Yeah, this is my um, first time having um, a goose. No, it's your no, second. No, it's not. Second. second. Yep. I might have been intoxicated, like, <laughs> last time. I'm glad Justin remembers this shit. You've had, you've had a... Wait, it which, was a week ago. Wait, 
We had one. Of the, we had one at St John's the other night. Did we? Oh, what one was that? You were tired though. I was very tired. Um, we can't talk about it was because I think we might have another one of them tonight. Oh, well, that's good. No, we don't. We have the same brewery, but a different. Oh, different. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, we had one a week ago, so like you're growing. It's really, I'm sure I'm absorbing it's this really good. That. Have we had a Gancy on Goose already in our bottle share? No, no, I think we we've only had Craig. Oh, yeah. the Craig. Okay. Yeah. Which I do have. Another... Oh, diggity dang! Yeah, it's that's uh, fantastic. Yeah, it's it's more elevating that real ripping your face off tartness is great. All right, so do you guys know anything about goose? No, no. Well, I know very little, so I'm not going to talk at all. Justin, no. goose. The is this AG. is goose different than gorse? Yes. <laughs> no. Well, when we <laughs> say when already. we say um, gorse on the gorse. show, when you pretend to be a gypsy, yes, which is all. That's very maybe offensive. not. Yeah, it is all. It could be offensive. Who knows? Um, Gursa, which is what we're talking about, is a kettle sour. Yeah, very different. Kettle sours are like, you know, the the sort of simple little brother of yep. what we're drinking now. Yep. Um, whereas this is Justin told us through it. Like, uh, yep. So in terms it's of lambic. Um, the malt base is mostly just malted barley and then unmalted wheat. Yep. Usually around 60-40 or 70-30 or somewhere around there. Super simple. Then, um... Just dropping corks. I'm not used to corks on the show. Amateur hour. Cool ship. Up to the... And then up to the fooder. So you've said cool ship a few times. For people who haven't seen a cool ship before, um, giant stainless steel, almost yep. like a pool. Yep, shallow. Really shallow. shallow. So yep. it lets the, the wort cool down overnight, and so mm-hmm. that unfermented beer. Yep. Um, you know, leave the doors open... Yeah, right. And some people will do them outside. Oh, my Lord. Um, yep. Some complete opposite will... of what most... Yeah, it's like, yeah, and that's what this thing is. It's like almost do everything opposite from how it's you would know. Someone in America that just turns a, the HVAC system on, you know, it pumps air from outside into there rather than just leaving the windows open. It's yeah. Not the like, traditional method, but... Yeah, so when I was saying before, people like spray Canteon through their brewery, they'd be spraying... You know, if they're getting Canteon into spray bottles, they'll be spraying it in their cool ship room. Yeah. And okay. trying to replicate those bugs and, like, get them. But I guess the, you know, the, the beauty of the whole bug thing is it's, like, a, it's from that place. Yeah, it's unique. Um, and we'll talk about some, like, local examples of that later, I think. But, so, is Goose, is Goose blended yep. from different years? That's uh, yep. So, Goose is generally blended from one and three or one, two and three year old. Yep. You can get just unblended goose, which is just a lambic. Um, so that's usually unblended, uh, non-carbonated. Yep. yep. Well, so what they'll do is when they'll blend this in, they'll bottle it, and then the, the remaining sugar will you know, ferment away, and that's how you get carbonation in the bottle. Yeah, cool. So the term lambic, though, that can only be Belgian beer. Is that right? Yeah. You, so you can do a lambic-style beer somewhere else, but maybe you can't call it. It's the same as like champagne, right? Exactly right. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, I think so. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. There's actually a place called Lambique. Oh, right. Yeah. Which where the next beer is from. Oh, love it, love it. This yeah. is... This is um another oh, level. This is really great. A thread de fontaine. This is made in beer <laughs> This is made in beer sales. Beer Beer sale. Beer sale. Beer sale. Okay. Actually, that's the word beer in the name. That's, that's where, good. That's where the word beer comes from. Beer sale. I'm jumping. That's not right. I'm joking. He's, <laughs> but you're so serious. <laughs> yeah, this is delicious. It's, it's way t- more tart than what we've just had. Yeah, it's got like. Yeah, it's starting to get in my jaw a little bit now, which I really like. It's yeah, just, just it really coats, but it's not like unpleasant tartness. It's really like balanced and long and. Yeah, 
It's yeah. actually way less funky than ones I've had before. No, it's, it's not funky at all. Like no. when I used to think of sours, I, I think I was primarily thinking of like infected beers or Brett or Brett, like heavy Brett. Yeah. I wasn't thinking of like this, which is like really balanced and you know, you've got such a simple malt bill and then all yeast and barrel producing everything. Like, it's, it's almost like a more simplified beer, really. But it's yeah, just it's all the yeast and the funkiness yeah. that does all the talking really, and that's really interesting compared to you know an IPA or. Well, we're always smashing beers on the show that are like either over the top or just heavy <clears> on something like heavy on hops. Yeah, heavy on it hops. challenge. This really does challenge my palate a little bit because I'm like I'm like ah, oh, it's really tart, but then you've got to look at it completely differently than you would something that you would drink quite often like an idea yeah. um, so it is challenging but it's exciting yeah. you smash it, yours in yeah I think it's sick it's just like <clears throat> super crisp t- like like sour mango and sherbet and yeah yeah it's rad another interesting point they always use uh, old hops aged hops yeah. so all those you know Aged hops. Aged we hops. Only, we only no. like, like fresh hops. Literally. Yeah. No, no, it's like the opposite, opposite of what we talk about. Yeah. With New World styles. like. Yeah, yeah, like you don't want to be using anything old. And whereas these guys are like like using a lot of whole leaf aged in there. Um, aged in uh, sitting up in the rafters of the brewery and stuff. And just, you know, musty smelling shit. Mm. It's you get, you really... Must, must and cheese and those sorts of flavours from the hops rather than... Mm. Yeah, the that's why it pairs with cheese so yet. well because it's just sort of they complement each other. I can imagine that's quite good. You didn't bring cheese, did you? Oh, I wish I did. Now. Sorry, man. Hands uh, approval on the beer snacks tonight. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, this is fantastic. I'm having a great time. Mm. Cool. The goose wolf. The goose wolf. Goose wolf. That was profound. <laughs> Sorry, now I'm just watching Snapchat to the dogs. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> Please put your, switch your phones put your phone away. That is yeah, disrespectful to all the, fr- all the listeners at home. Goose Wolf. Um, yes, it is me, the Goose Wolf. I have changed form again. Was that spontaneous? <laughs> really? <laughs> really, Clint? <laughs> I, I put that's a just, line out for just, you. That's just sad. It's low-hanging fruit, man. Take it. Take it. Should I? No, you shouldn't. Now, Justin, I just saw you pull uh, this one out, and this is grabbing... Oh, everything's spontaneous tonight, Clint. Ooh, well, you fucking ruined it now. Well, just thanks for <laughs> thanks for interrupting again. You really, sorry, really sorry for less. killing everyone's happiness. Um, Before we go on, I just want to notice the date. So this the last beer was bottled on eighth the fourth two thousand seventeen. So it's a couple of years old now. Oh Jesus! But I love the can drink by date. Drink by two thousand thirty seven. Oh, <laughs> you get twenty years to drink it. Oh, that's not that's bad. Awesome. That's longer than Anne's been alive. Um, <laughs> That's Rosie. How are you not the same age? No, you uh, are you? severely younger in mind, um, and that's okay. You guys are the same age. I was like a couple of months older than me. Oh, me and Ali were having a conversation tonight, and I said, you might remember this, Ian's too young. And he was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. You remember right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just like one of those things. Is there a duck here? So the squeaking sound <laughs> is the sound of a, a sani bottle. Um, yeah. Just sanitising just the sanitizing. Uh, little foil cap on the... The brewers who are listening will know. The other people will just think we're weirdos. This has grabbed my attention, what you've pulled out, um, Justin, because I've only had one Inuit. other of these, and it's from a very famous uh, brewery. Yep, so still in the, the Lambic beer. So this is a creek, so it's a fruited goose. 
Uh, and Creek is cherry. I am a fan of these. There are different versions. Like I am a big fan of these. Raspberry um, fam- framboise you can get. I like, I like framboise. Funny story about a Creek is that the first bottle share of our little bottle share group... Um, <laughs> Actually, I, I think we did an episode first. I yeah, we got we, I think it was one of our. I think it was our very first episode. No, it was when we had the the Black Butte. Ah, it was like episode two. Oh really? Yeah, so it's quite early on. Um, I went into Cool One, and I just happened to be there on the right day, and um, got said, "I'm going to a bottle share tonight. What have you?" What can I take? You wanted to impress it, and I wanted one. to impress my first one. I was very nervous because I'm still quite. You know, a bit of a rookie, didn't know what I was doing. And I was given a bottle of Cantillon. And Cantillon is obviously... You've probably heard of it. It's quite a very well-renowned... I think the pronunciation is Cantillon. Cantillon. <laughs> <laughs> no one say that ever again. That was for you, Alex. Yeah. yeah. That was because I said that a few times. Uh, let's move on. But yeah, um, I was given a bottle of uh, the Cantillon Creek. And it blew which in it Tassie, was, in Tassie is impossible to get. It is really hard to get. And then um, Justin was the man to pick us up from uh, just after the podcast. Speaking of dropping things, there's oh, the dearie me. Sorry, we're dropping all sorts of things here. Um, and picked us up. And what did he have in his car already? A Cantillon Creek. I quickly ran back down the driveway, put mine back in the fridge, and it was the beer of the night. So, um, so I like the I like that you're <clears> celebrating. <throat> your juice wolf move that you've done three times now <laughs> where you've come to a bottle share with the same bottle as someone and managed to scam to hold on to yours so I'm just really quick <laughs> he's done this a few times I'm just quicker than everyone else you are quicker because that one time we had a pre-Christmas share Christmas bottle share yeah and you rocked up with the wildflower Noel Noel oh yeah. <laughs> and then Hodgie rocked up with the Cannimal Easy, of Noel, picked up at St John's, one of your best bars in You Lonsas. even put up on social media that we were opening both back to back. And then you took your bottle home and we drank poor Hodgie's Cannimal and he'll never have it again. And I was a great Christmas and Who? I had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> I drank it all by myself and I had a great time. <laughs> so right. what have we got here? Because this thing is absolutely gorgeous. Yep, so... That's a creek. So aged on uh, morello cherries, so sour cherries. You've really come around to cherries and beer, haven't you, Clint? I've always liked cherries and beer. It's raspberries I don't like. Oh, that's true. And chili. Chili's fucking wrong. Yeah. Don't like raspberries and beer. I didn't. He didn't until he changed his mind, like (laughs) he does in a lot of things. Well, I don't like something until I have something good. Yeah, it's true. This is great. Yeah, so 400 grams per litre. 400 grams per litre. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's disturbing. <laughs> you wait. Oh. <laughs> the losses. You, you wait. The losses. <laughs> See how Justin says you wait and like the part of me that owns Spotty Dog is just like cringing at the fact that he's obviously suggesting he'd like to use those sort of expensive ratios. Let's move on. My dad has 12 cherry trees. We can survive this. Actually, not at all. But Only 12. Yeah. You need to bump those numbers up. This is fantastic. It's not as tart no. off the bat. I had another cherry. It, it looks way more intense. It looks way more intense than it tastes, but it's really delicate I'm, and beautiful. I, I don't know if it's just me, but I'm not getting as much cherry as I thought I would. 
Because of the colour of it, because it's so dark. No, 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 but when I hear 400 grams per litre, I'm like, oh my God, it's going to You can't hungry. expect a bit more. Hit like, my, smack you... me in the face, but it's it's quite subtle. Like, not subtle, but... Compared to the refined. Cantillon, absolutely yeah. not as much, Jerry. Nowhere near the And same. the Cantillon was, like, really light in, mm-hmm. in colour. So, talk to us, uh, Justin, about how how they're blending with fruit. What are they... Mm, they just age it on fruit. Yeah. Basically. Stick uh, it on there. So and they just filter it out. Chuck them in the barrel. Maybe six months, I think. It's maybe. I don't know. I don't know how long they spent on there. It's their Belgian secrets, probably. <laughs> so? Crafty Belgians. We need to go to Belgium. Are they the yeah. ones who said schmuck and a pancake? Or is oh. that the Dutch? That was... <laughs> Wasn't that awesome? That is awesome powers. Yeah. Was he Dutch or was he French? Definitely I don't think he epitomises the nationality. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying it he does. I'm just asking if that was the, the people. And he was Dutch from the movie. Do you have no memory of no. a beautiful film? That was a very nice <laughs> Cinematic art. Heather Graham. Is that her name? Heather Graham? She was famous once. Yeah, she was, but that was not the one. Uh, Smoke and Punky had Beyonce Knowles in it. Facts. Was that Beyonce so, Knowles? Yeah, before she was Beyonce. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. So she was still Beyonce Knowles back then. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. She's mm. a queen. Oh, right. Yeah. Do you yeah. remember how... Yeah. I've learned tonight. So it was Destiny's Child, then Beyonce Knowles, then it's just become Beyonce. Actually, maybe maybe it speaks for itself that I didn't even notice the transition. Hmm. Um, yeah, my wife said to me this morning, she's like, oh, I've got an Ellie and Kelly. And I was like, what the fuck is an Ellie and Kelly? And she's like, a dilemma. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, Nellie and Kelly, like... What's the Beyonce band before she was Beyonce? Destiny's Child. Destiny's Child. Just, no, you just said that. Dilemma. Yeah. Yeah, because Beyonce too before. good. Actually, uh, some hot news like uh, Beyonce has just used the new um, liking movie to also her new record, so check it out. What? Yeah. <laughs> Did you just it, make that up or is that for real? No, that's for real. <laughs> How do you know that? Okay, yeah, let's move back to this beer. It's born in 93, man. So I was slightly wrong before. Uh, so it's just they get a lambic, Kick like a out. strong lambic. They, <laughs> <laughs> Whack it in with 400 grams of wild cherries per litre and then ferment it together uh, with a spontaneous fermentation and then aged on oak, in oak fooders for six months. And then they naturally clarify it and re-ferment in the bottle. Uh, it says it's unsweetened, so the unsweetened thing. I don't know if you ever noticed in these, some of these bottles it says oud. Oud. I don't yeah. oud crick. Yep. So it means old or old style. Ah, okay. So what happened at some stage they started artificially sweetening the lambics and the creeks. Yeah, right. with, um, yeah, some even use aspartame. Randomly. Alright. Yep. Uh, so then they changed it to... I'm still drink that. I'll have a look at it. I'll check it out. If you want cancer. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <that's> okay. <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> no, so uh, oud just means it's made in the old, old, old way. Oh, way. So even the bloody Belgians have to um, put up standards and say that they're, you know, keeping up with the old ways, even though they're already doing the, the old ways. Old shit there is. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. doing their own thing. Yeah. Um, I've recalled now what I was saying before about not calling things lambics, and I think it's become it was a problem in America that the American uh, sour brewers were trying to call them lambics, yeah. and it was like, well, it's you not can't, they're not from Belgium. Yeah. So I think now they're calling them in America, uh, method. Traditional. That's yeah. it. And it so has to follow. Harol, was it or something? The Harol something, wrote it up, yeah. Yeah, something like, it's got to be 23 steps that have to be followed. For it to be called that. Right. Even then, it's still not a lambic, but it's lambic style. Yeah. But the Belgians approved that method. Yeah, I'm down with that. So, where does Farmhouse come into this whole realm of. Is that. So, there's Farmhouse. Yeah, there's. Are these Farmhouse? Not really. Not really? No. Is Farmhouse, you're more like 
you straight. Um, yeah. And you'll see, Saisons. like, especially, let's be a little bit more relatable. Um, like, a lot of Australian brewers and stuff are doing wild ale. Yeah. Um, and it's probably like a, what we'll see a lot more here in Australia in more local bottle shops and whatnot. So, what's a wild ale in comparison to this kind of thing? I'd say just wild yeast, whether it's Brett or it's a spontaneous capture. That's probably what they mean by by wild. Well, like this is a lot more vague. This is kind of wild, isn't it? Like in a way, like it's it's not me going and buying yeast from a lab. Yeah. To put into an IPA. So when you say vague, it's about as vague as calling all these beers sours. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which is something I was going to talk about. So sour in itself isn't really a beer style. Hmm. Like you guys had the previous podcast, which was the uh, Gateway Sours. Fuck, he's done homework. Fuck. I actually listened to it on the way down from Monsters and was like. Oh, hit these guys with their own podcast Ooh, and then, you know, this is I remember yeah. nothing <laughs> I, I retract all statements Ali put the little thing in your ear we're going under we need to go inside his dream now anyway continue. I actually really like that you called it gateway sour so that just gives it a descriptor um, you know you got your fruited mostly kettle sours yeah, easy sours easy sours yeah. yeah so the thing is three years ago when someone said sour they meant these beers these you know traditional mixed fermentation Made in the old way, or yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. And now, because you've got heaps of kettle sours, people are calling those sours as well. Yeah, yeah. So you get on, you know, on Facebook on those groups, and people are like, oh, yeah, I love sours, and they're just drinking some fruited. Not, yeah. not dismissing that style at all. I mean, you've even got dessert sours now. Oh, don't you start! Don't you start! We had a dessert sour last episode. And I remember you really, really liking it. Yes. <laughs> I have no comment um, but it was just like yeah you see people you know yeah smashing tins of seven bells from green bacon yeah. which is a cracking beer like it's an awesome no, it's, it's beer. still good shit but it's not it, it's same. it's, it's kind of like drinking Bundy rum and then comparing Ooh. that to like uh, an Octomore or a um a boat. Oh, I'm trying to think. What was the one that Craig brought us that we just blowed out? At, ben um, Reak. The Bre- Ben Reak. It's like comparing a Bundy rum to those. It's like, yeah, they're both spirits and they're slightly brown, but they're not the same thing. Like, mm. And they might, you still might enjoy a Bundy rum from time to time. But Wait, can, can we stop for a second? Who? Who? Do you? <laughs> no, I don't drink. I don't drink them. Rat coffins, fight juice. No, nah, not for me, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> S&P for me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, the sour to me is like a flavour or a way of describing yeah. things yeah. or it's a yeah. Yeah, quality of the beer. Maybe acidity, I guess. It's probably the... Well, I mean, for this, this is... I guess the people who are going to start drinking this are probably already down with most of the styles. Like, they know what a Berliner is by now. Yep. They know what a, um, you know, a Frappe sour is or a Kettle sour. Yeah, this is a banger. I enjoy this a lot. I guess that was reverse. I got into these kind of sours before the kettle sours yeah right you got into kettle sours no <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's that, what that he said went, that went so much better than I expected <laughs> <laughs> you walked him into that that was beautiful <laughs> um, I like kettle sours I like most beer <laughs> I, I was so convinced I was going to say all beer but I was going to say most beer yeah I think I started with these kind of like I think the Roddenbach Grand Crew was like my literally the first sour I had like so it's it it's sort of I've gone in pretty hard and then sort of 
started going sideways up. And now he likes Pavlova Nipas. Yeah. <laughs> Dessert Nipas. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I think, yeah, when I had that Rodenbrack Grand Cru, that was like, oh, I actually will buy sours now or sour style beers and try them. Yeah. But it made me want to learn a little bit more and like the episodes of podcasts that, like brewing ones that I hadn't listened to because they were about sours, I started listening to. But I guess it was also because um, it was also because I was interested in it, but it's not still not something I want to brew. Like it's not for me. I want mm. other people to brew them really well, and I want to drink them. Yeah, but it's just something I'd like to brew. So that's why I guess I had no interest in learning. But now you can appreciate it. Oh yeah, now it's like anytime I see you know some of those good Australian brewers that are doing it. Like, like we were saying on the last episode about Gabs, I was spending more time at Dollar Bill than I was at anything else because it was just so delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it sort of is a good leeway with um, Dollar Bill because um, they're a really cool... Uh, they're a blender, they're not a brewer um, f- from Australia. And Justin's just pulled out an Australian uh, variant on the style, which is really, really exciting and from one of the best that we, I think we have in Australia, which is Wildflower. But it's a bit, um, yeah, do you want to talk more about it, Justin? I don't know much about this beer at all. So, But you know a bit about Wildflower. Uh, I reckon you actually know more about Wildflower. You're a massive Wildflower fan. I'm a massive Wildflower fan. Mm. I wouldn't say I know a lot, though. Well, I just remember when Justin was talking about the beers he was going to bring on the episode, I was like, I was talking to Ali and I was like, Wildflower has to be in the conversation. Like, you know, Montreal Steak Spice should be in the conversation. Wildflower should also be in the conversation. Um, and if we didn't have a wildflower on a on a sour, even though we've just said we won't say that. But I like what you've done here, Justin. You brought in a wildflower that's not one of their regular lineups too, which is cool. No, so this is Saint Thomas, a relatively new release from from Wildflower. It's like literally like month a month old or something, or like well, sorry, when I say a month old, it's probably real fucking old because it's a uh, yeah, well, it's uh, an yeah. aged beer. Yeah, it's a 2019 release. So yeah, so yeah. They, they brought this down to bottle tops recently. They did. What a fun day that was. Mm, would have liked to have gone to that. Mm. Ian, you're allowed to pour this one because I don't think Justin's <coughs> stealing its yeast. No, I wouldn't do it. It's too much New South Wales. So Wildflower would do their, you know, like sort of, I guess you say core range, but it changes with different blends as they go on because it's forever changing. And what I really appreciate about these guys is with every blend that they put out, they have little different changes and variants and they'll actually put that oh, up on their up, web I'm really dead um, fucked up I told you before we did this that Ian's he's pouring he's the worst pourer Ian's give it back to Justin now look different. at this <laughs> sorry the poor Ian has given himself is about 300 mils and he's given Ali 15 mils it's disgusting okay you were banned from pouring for okay, another you're four. for another three episodes it's intense that's intense um, but yeah they fuck on that with their core range, so they do a gold and an amber. And um, a Solera. And a Solera. But they have different little notes on each blend on their website, and I always really like to check in. And whatever bottle I pick up um, from Wildflower, I like to check in and have a look. Their, blog, see. their blog is so cool. Yeah. They, so they backdated it, so I, like, Clint could go check you in can year click, one. Yeah, you can. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. really uh, easy to search. You want. So, yeah. um, and it's pretty... Easy to get, I'd say, in Australia now. Like, it's pretty w- widespread. I'm finding Wildflower more You can buy it more. online all the time. And it's online. Yeah. Who's looking at Cool Wine have it. Uh, Celebrations at the Abbey, do they have it? I think they have a little bit. I and think then, St. Um, John have it up in... 
Lonnie. And Blackhearts and Sparrows, the new, new kids on the block, they have a bit of it. I think they had a tasting for it the other the other week. Yeah. Amber is my go-to. I love so the Amber. This is Amber with cherries. Oh, it's Morello. Morello cherries. Morello cherries. Oh, so same cherries as the, uh, yeah. as the Belgian we had. So when I said, oh, that's why I did this beer next, because you've had a you know traditional Belgian with 400 grams per litre of cherries. Now, have a yeah. look at. This is 100... 100 kilograms of tree rock and marilla cherries. Um, but it just says per 2,000 bottles. So How many how many kilos? Sorry, oh, 1,000. I misspoke. 1,000 kilos. It's a ton of cherries yeah. per 200 bottles. 2,000 bottles. bottles. 375 mil bottles. Just do the math on that because you're, you're a numbers guy. I don't do numbers outside of work. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. I could... Should I, I'm not going to do it. So like this is... 750 litres of finished beer or something like that? And wow. Wow. It's got a lot more of a medicinal um, smell to it. Like that. And taste. Um, medicinal cherry. It's like, it's super sexy dark. Do you lots of like, um, cherry leaf, if that makes sense? That herbal. Oh, it's balanced though. Yeah, it's got that, it's got so much of the amber character that I know you love it. I love the amber. If you can but get your hands on an amber um, wildflower, Ooh, have a great time. It's Sweden, I thought. Invite me around to your house and we'll drink it together. It's a beautiful time. I can't remember if the amber tastes like... Like, when I say sweet, it's not sweet, obviously. Like the overall flavour is sourness, but... Yeah, it's, it is Sweden, I thought it would be, but it's still... It's, it's, I it's confusing the crap out of me. It's still I don't dry. think it's as sweet as I... Th- yeah, look, having, uh, having picked cherries, that's a lot of cherries. Then. Like, it's not too many that I couldn't pick it, but it's a lot of cherries. Was that a flex? Yeah, that was a flex. <laughs> so... I- we got fired from cherry picking. Anyway, it's a long story. No, we don't need to get into that rubbish. No, I don't care. No, I was singing songs about the guy driving the tractor and he did. Why are you still telling him? I did not appreciate it. Anyway. Yeah. I'd this is delicious. It's not my favourite wildflower of all time. No. It's I tasty. It, yeah. I think it's kind of hard after you have what obviously is like world class cherry wild ale. It's a very new bottle too. Yeah. Yeah, it's super fresh. 6.7%. It'd be great to get another one and put it away for... Don't you guys like get vanilla? Like... Slight subtle at, right at the end. That slight creaminess. I like it. But it, it's more like after I've swallowed it and like maybe a couple of minutes later. Okay. <laughs> Ian's giving me dirty looks. Wow. Penis. What I really love the most about Wildflower is that the, the sort of attitude they have to... um to brewing beers that are very New South Wales. So they've got... Uh, the, the one that they call we didn't mention was Waratah. Yeah. Which is made in with all New South Wales ingredients. And is it Topher who runs Wildflower? Yeah, Topher often talks about why make beer... And I mean, I'm going to just put myself in the shit here. Why make US West Coast beer in Australia when you're in Australia? And he's... So he's making very... What he describes as like New South Welsh beer because it's ingredients from there, yeast from there, like everything, character from there, which is really cool. From their backyard, yeah, it's yeah. really cool. It's a great philosophy. I would love to go to their um, yeah their site. I was supposed to go in September and I didn't get to go. I, I, know. I was really excited for you to go and bring me back a ton of beer. But <laughs> anyway, oh, yeah, give that beer a sense of place. I think that's really exciting. Couple of like like local guys and. Well, a couple. It's got Some a lot more funk, that funk than the last one. It's got a lot more funk going to it. Especially as it warms up. I really do like um, their sp- special releases. It's always a little bit different and it's exciting. We had we had that one at Preachers that night. 
Um, as well, there's a few now. I can't remember. I was given one as a gift on my birthday. Bread, as it were, good as gold. I had the it's bread. Like good as gold. Good yeah. as gold. We got. We had been slamming IPAs all afternoon. We rocked up at Preachers. The sun was still up. Good as gold, and it was like. Whoa. Yeah, it, it sort of gives you a bit more of a life, doesn't it? It sort of zings you good, up. Good zinger, good palate cleanser. I had a yeah, um, a gift of the the bread. I think it was called bread. Um, yeah, yeah daily that was bread. Daily bread. Jeez, that was great. Is it the kvass or whatever style beer it is? Sure, so, why not? They got the the bread from. I um, think yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah that's the one. Yeah, okay. it was fantastic. And I drank that with my, one of my very good mates, and we had a fantastic time because we, nice we were pretty deep in at this point, so that was quite a nice refresher as well. Good old lambics are always there for you until the next morning. Is there like, I don't know what this fermented with, but is there a tiny bit of bread on it? Whatever's flying around, they it's all spontaneous, isn't it? They do they yeah. captures from somewhere, yep. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. going to be like, rip your head off cherry. It, and it's not it's really I think it's still pretty intense it is very intense but it's a lot more balanced but, um, speaking of uh, like uh, fermentation uh, you just mentioned like spontaneous capture uh, mm-hmm. so often like on beer labels and stuff we'll notice like open fermentation spontaneous ferments can you talk to us a bit about the difference yep. um, behind some of those uh, so spontaneous is just capturing whatever's flying around in the air whatever yep. is flying just settles on the top of the wort and inoculates it basically Cool. So you to, don't put any yeast in it. Yeah, they start to reproduce at different, different rates depending on different temperatures, obviously. And yeah, you just end up with a whole lot of microorganisms in there doing their thing. Cool. And yeah, you know, it's going to be it's going to be Saccharomyces, going to be Britannomyces, and other wild yeast. It's going to be Pedicoccus. It's going to be Lactobacillus. Uh, all sorts of different bacteria as well. But so, the other main four is sac bread, pedicopus, and lactobacillus. So, if a brewer uses a spontaneous ferment like that, they they like the outcome. How repeatable is it? Um, pretty repeatable. I mean, that's where the skill of the blender comes in. Like Roddenbach, for example, you know, they've got their, their master blender and probably a bunch of other guys and girls there helping out. But he, He's coming to Australia this year. That's crazy. He's coming in September to Melbourne. Wow! To do a mm. do a talk. That's very soon. Mm. Justin's pining for a free ticket from the business. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, talk we'll talk about that off camera. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's where the skill is—is is the blending. Um, he know he or she, whoever it is. You know, there's more than there's Lauren Salazar from one of the US breweries. Who are they? Can't remember. Uh, Jester King. Mm, no, someone else. Uh, yeah, they I'm, know exactly what they want to achieve and they will be blending ratios of different fooders or different barrels together to get their desired outcome that's where the yeah. skill comes in so in yeah. terms of repeatability that's how they get the repeatability from and then you know when it's in the the fooder or the barrel that's got its own zoo living there so that will add to it not sure it wouldn't take over but you're definitely getting you know similar results every time especially when it's in the same barrel and the same fooder same bugs living in the, in the wood. Wood loves growing bugs in it, so yeah. Same like location, like sent. No. Like we get talking about sense of place. One of the um, one of the barrel uh, barrel herders or barrel people from Jester King was actually living in Brim Creek a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, and I was chatting to her one day. I was doing like a market there. This is about two years <clears> ago, just selling pale ales. And uh, she came up and had a few beers, and she's like, "Oh, that's really tasty." Started talking about beer, and I was like, "Wait, well, you, you look really familiar." And she's like, "Oh, oh yeah, I'm just like I'm down doing uh, 
I'm down doing a wine thing, um, just doing a vintage. Uh, I'm actually from the States. I do work at a brewery over there. And I was like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Which brewery? And she's like, oh, Jester King. <laughs> and I was like, hold on. You're in that YouTube documentary about Jester King. And she was like, oh, shit. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, how do you know that? Like, there's only a few thousand people have watched it. And I was like, oh, it's just like YouTubing one night and watched it. And she's like, yeah, my um, my husband's one of the assistant brewers or head brewers or something like that. Wow. And so, yeah, she was just, you know, one of the Jester King blenders that, you know, a few years later, you know, we talk about Jester King in hushed tones and can't wait to buy it if we ever see it. And she was just living in Broom Creek doing a vintage of wine for some fun. Yeah. Pretty cool. That's very cool. So this next bottle you've you've passed me to open, and we've all learnt that perhaps Ian shouldn't pour tonight. I think that's for the best. Um, Is from a brewery I'm very, very... Go fast. What's going on here? I'm very, very fond of. This isn't going to pop, is it? No, it's okay. (laughs) <laughs> Sometimes this, this beer can misbehave, but I've treated it well. What's well, that? We haven't opened Well, you seem to know a lot about this, so we're just... This one I'm very fond of, um, this brewery, but I have not... Hello. I have not tried this beer. Um, so a lot of people listening will know it from its white and black label, one of the sexiest beers in Tasmania, uh, Ocho's Imaginary Ale Reserve. Why are we opening this? Um, I thought it'd be cool to, you know, chuck in a Tassie beer. Obviously, there's more than one Tasmanian brewery doing mixed fermentation beers and spontaneous captures. This is blend two. Oh, has he done a few of these? He's done two, two of the blends. Yeah, cool. Uh, I'll just read you a little bit. So this is a four-to-one blend of barrel-aged saison because saisons are dead. And <laughs> that will, a mature sour beer. Sorry, that was never directed at Ian. I'll never live that um, So the mature okay. sour beer, I believe, is um, fermented and or conditioned with his house culture. Uh, she has a name. Not sure if I'm allowed to say the name because it's a thing. And it's it's his culture. He's developed over many years of home brewing and you know adding adding dregs and you know just developing his culture basically. It's nice, so cool. nice. Yeah. So Ocho was uh, obviously Tasmanian brewery, as we said. Um, Stu Grant um, was brewing out of Van Diemen's up until very, very recently. Yeah. Um, and as we said last episode, Ian and I, Ian and I got to visit um, Stu's new home at Miner's Gold, um, which we talked about last last fortnight, um, which is super cool. But uh, how sexy is that brewery? It's oh. very pretty. <laughs> I'm still a little bit shaken up about it, as I said, as I said in episode 22. It's just yeah, you gotta perform that. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's really impressive. But Shoe's always done amazing beers, like clean beers, sour beers. I recently fell in love with his new Prism stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. And as I understand, this is the base of Prism. Correct. Yeah. Uh, he's done five prisms. Yeah. And you guys got a, oh, I've had, got a box. Yeah. yeah we've sexy been, little sexy little gift box. Nice little pick up there, boys. Four lines away. Thank you. I, I posted that in uh, We Love Craft Beer Australia. Got a lot of love. A couple of like cheeky messages like, where do we get that from? You um, can't. Well, you can't now. Well, the, yeah, the box set's all gone. So he did a release of the, um, of the box set. So he's got the cherry. He's got black currant. 
So Morelli cherry, yeah. black currant. Yeah. Grape, uh, hop, grape, hop, apricot. apricot. Yeah. So the hop was 10 grams a litre galaxy. That's the galaxy. We had that yep. really early on when it was super, super fresh. And it was yeah, really... It we all did. You had yeah. a bottle share. That was the bottle share. That, that was the Noel bottle share. Mm. Was oh, a, right. Yeah. That was the Vodka Cruiser, post Vodka Cruiser bottle share. That was when you, Ali, got your nickname, the Cruiser Crusher. Yeah. Um, which you're not real, not real proud of. But you know what What's I'm really angry about this cruiser nickname is because I drank six um, double IPAs prior to the cruisers. Ben Spokes. Ben Spoke, Cluster 8. <laughs> I drank six of those before I even touched a cruiser, so it's really disrespectful I've known as the cruiser pressure. Even though cruisers are delicious at a certain point in time of an evening. What are, you, what, are you, what are you at a particular time? What are you hitting up on cruises? Are you hitting those guavas? No, it's the raspberries for me. What's the raspberries? Yeah, just, just, just real old school. Just real old school sugars. <laughs> uh, great times. Yeah, so completely different to the imaginary owl, the old cruiser. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it was cool because we've had a couple of um, the prisms, so it's it's going to be cool to have the pure stripped the base back beer. base of the beer. It's super fucking delicious. Um, a lot of people had this in their um, top ten of the year when it first came out. I think Crafty Pint named it as the um, as one of the top ten beer releases of that year. Wow, this beer should be aged gracefully for one to three years. Oh, Stu, you're such a nice man. <laughs> <laughs> Denise, what do you say about one of the bloody oh. beers? <laughs> yeah, when we were at Miner's Gold. Um, Anyone who knows Stu knows that, you know, he he doesn't say anything he doesn't mean and he thinks about it what he says. He's soft-spoken. He's softly spoken, but he everything he says is worth saying. Poignant. Poignant, yeah. And then uh, we, were talking about, we were talking about a certain beer in the Australian brewing scene and he just went, ah, oh, that's a real slut of a beer. <laughs> uh, just because we were talking about how many taps it hits up and just the way he said it, it was just, only Stu could say it that way. It was, it was a special moment. Um, zero affiliation to Miner's Gold with that comment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this beer is super pretty. It's really golden. It's like, really refined light. and delicious. It's is this good. carbonated in bottle? Do you know, Justin? Yeah, be bottle conditioned. Yeah, bottle conditioned. Sure. Very nice. Mm. Yeah. It's pretty. Yep. Head retention's really good. How's the Brett going for you? Um, the Brett's great. Yeah. Yeah, I hate to say it, but... Um, I'm not yeah, a big I Brett. used to hate Brett beers and now I like them. I'm not a big if, Brett person in general, really, but this Brett, is great. If it's it's the thing with Brett is it's, it's different character. It's not just the, you know, the horse barnyard, horse blanket. Thing so I'm not big get. on the horse blanket. Yeah. I know, like, Some like friends like of the show, Hodge, Hodge and Millie from time to time have been, like, loving the horse blanket beers and other ones have been like, no, you can't can't do it at all. Yeah. I don't chase it at all. No. Yeah. Um, but when I have it and it surprises me and it's good, it's good. I like the Brett where you get like that tropical funk yeah. and the pineapple and things like that. That I'm down with that. This is delicious. Mm-hmm. This is like probably funkier than I... But it's a great face. And I can see why he's, you know, pushed it more with different... Like, yeah, because the, the beers that have the fruit in it, like the apricot is like... So far for me, that's probably one of the you best. You guys really like the apricot, but mm. I re- like my favourite when I, I've only had two, 
Um, the grape. <laughs> I really like the grape. Yeah, I want to have the grape again. I, I think I think Ellie just wants to kiss Craft Dispensary's ass. <laughs> no, what? Ooh, no, the thing savage. is, the thing <laughs> is, I said I said I like the grape more first, and then he agreed with me. So, oh, he's oh, kissing your ass. Kissing you hers. Yeah, oh, I like oh, it. I, I like it. Yeah. Um, it's fine. He doesn't listen. <laughs> Apricot Prism is my favorite beer of 2019 so far. Oh, that's big. Well, that's I think everything I've had. Yeah, uh, does, I haven't had a beer yet this year, so <laughs> not going to comment. Okay, <laughs> fine. okay. Wow. Wow. Well, well, I can definitely tell that you can't more, pour shit anymore. You've so. had to hop more hops than fucking Kermit, Cobber. <laughs> tell you what. <laughs> yeah, no, this is great. Um, this is yeah, I can see like this is a stunning base beer, and for um, for mixed cultures um, and you know wild or the word I'm thinking of uh, spontaneous beers lovers this would be I'm sure amazing um, for me I just really like the stuff that had the fruit in it because it's, it's delicious and it's I'm a simpleton when it comes to this stuff. it's familiar and I think it's, it's um, not about simple taste it's just familiar but speaking about Ocho and they might be well they are they're going to be at a event coming up which is yeah Blobfish in, oh, Blobfish. Blobfish, Blobfish in Melbourne which we probably should talk about because that is coming up um, very well, quickly we were told about this at Gabs yeah if you recall yeah. I was told about a fresh hop fresh hop yeah. was that before yeah, Gabs before Gabs yeah. before Gabs yeah you guys would have known about it if he had come oh <laughs> it's taken him all night to rip on us he hasn't even brought <laughs> us been into very, the wilderness yet it's been very like yeah withdrawn yeah, something we'll talk great. about later yeah I was chatting to Paul from Hop Nation so they have the because they're running Blobfish I believe so yeah, and they yeah. have the site fermentation project yeah so I think we so Ian and I, I think Ian and I, or maybe Ali and I at Gabs, met a young lady whose name I can't recall now because I was half cooked. Um, half? Savage. Um, half cooked. Um, so she was pouring us beers at the Hop Nation stall and she was doing the sour side of it. And uh, so we got into a weird conversation where um, Tom Adams turns out was her. Oh, uh, yeah, that was yeah, me. Yeah, that was you. Um, and she was telling us about blobfish and it sounded really cool. And their sour beers were really banging. We were really happy with them, mm, weren't we? They were, actually. So Yeah, they were serving out of cans out of the ice bath. That's right, that's right. They've not a... had any site fermentation stuff. No, I know that you can get it at Celebrations at the Abbey. Your home are the best beer, wine and spirits. I think Sammy G, craft dispensary, had a bottle given to him for his birthday. Yeah, he's, he's, yep. got, a, he's got a couple. Yeah, I know Nick's got two on the shelf. Um, the label's are really cool and stuff. I just haven't... Bought one yet. Mm. 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 Yeah, so the line of a blobfish is looking pretty epic. Who's there? Ah, well, so Ocho will be there. I have it written down here. Ocho will be there. So I've got the site fermentation project, obviously. Wildflower, Ocho, uh, Bridge Road, got the Barrel Farm, so the Blacklands project. Nice. I haven't had their stuff yet. Uh, Molly Rose, Fathom by Green Beacon, Future Mountain, who I have not had any of their beers yet. Mm. Sailor's Grave, Three Ravens, Ali's favourite brewery. My uh, favorite. Dollar Bill. Dollar Bill, yo. Yep. Yeah, Dollar uh, Bill's good. My boys. Beer Farm. Uh, Van Diemen. So uh, he's... Cowboy Will. Shout out yep. to Will. So he's pouring a couple of his spontaneous beers, I believe. Yeah. Well, they, people would have just That's, seen them in the gram in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. correct. Unexpect, yeah. Was it Unexpected Spring and... Long Shadows. Unpredictable Spring. Unpredictable. Sorry. Yep. Sorry, Will. Yep. Of... Uh, had a couple of sneaky tastes of those and yeah, I mean, fantastic. Uh, yeah, yeah. Garage project. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And eight wide. 
who do oh. some cool stuff. Like I haven't had any eight wide sour no. slash spontaneous. I've only had like had the fresh No, that's great. No, I think the last thing I had was this. What was it like sour red poppy? Oh yeah, we did have that around the fire. Yeah, was that them? Yeah. Okay, good time. So, so like, yeah, it's like you, a sour red IPA. So if you're in Melbourne around um, for Blobfish... So yeah. 24th of August? 24th of yeah. August. Mm, that sounds like a good time. Um, it is very soon. But, you know, if you're there, make sure you check out some of our lovely Tasmanian brewers. Yeah, there. go talk to and Stu. Go talk to Stu, grab a prism before it's all gone. Mm. Well, it's all mm-hmm. gone, so I well, reckon anything that's left... Taking He'll be pouring that? He'll be pouring the prison. Yep, he's so got apricot and grape and potentially... To buy? I don't think you can do takeaways, but... Oh. Definitely just go there and camp at the at the Ocho site and just smash all the apricot. Yeah. My recommendation. That's what I would be doing. I'd be hyped up to the eyeballs in that shit. And Will's um, spontaneous ones will be worth Yep. And he's got his uh, well. Oscar, his farmhouse IPA, I yep. believe. Yeah, and that's all. Yes. And a sneaky surprise from A sneaky from surprise. Sneaky yeah, surprise. Yeah, that is exciting. Oh, we won't say anything then. Mm. About things. And stuff. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, let's and so I think Ocho's got his blend one as well as imaginary. So oh, cool. Oh, wow. Really cool. So, Absolutely. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to go. I've actually got a gig that weekend. Yeah, we all so have I gigs as well, unfortunately. So we would love to be there a as well. Full time job. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> but we are very, we're, yeah, we'll be keeping our eyes on it and we're very excited that there's a, a festival like it that well, is dedicated really to well, The thing I feel really bad for Stu now is that I haven't had this before and I've seen it on shelves before and mm. not bought it because now I know. And it's not that expensive either. You know, around the no. 25 region or something on the shelf or... Really? That's... Yep. I mean, all the all the good beer nerds out there who know their shit have probably already had this because I've seen most of them post about it. How many times have you, have you dropped $25 on a bottle of wine and it's gone? Yeah. Not once. Dude, we dropped $25 on a can. Like, oh, shit. I've dropped <laughs> yeah. 35 on a can. On a, on a, seven, on a 7.50 mil, this is like a bargain, really. Yeah. That was like when, uh, speaking of uh, slightly funky beers, when uh, Ali and I were at bloody HBC that night and the barrel mm. age saison was like $15 for a <laughs> 7.50 It was just stupid. And I was just like, Alex, this is too cheap. Like, this is... An amazing beer, and you and I were just slamming them because they were, you know, mm. it was cheap, seven fifty mil. Yeah, that was a yeah, that was a good time. Mm. That's before we barbecued a beautiful stone. Ian, got some tasting notes in this one. Not what one. You, what, are you, what are you getting? Not one. You just sitting there enjoying it. No, I had a I, I had a question actually. While I did enjoy this, um, if you really want me to push for notes, tastes like beer. Hmm. Wow, you've really fallen down the ladder. <laughs> you've really put some effort in there. I get lots of lemon rind. Yeah, I was actually thinking like um, yellow He's pretending citrus as well. Like pithy citrus, but in a really nice way. And that's as it warms up. I got more funk early on when it was still cold. Definitely. But yeah, I, heaps of citrus. Like pithy citrus. Tastes like melancholy. What's your question? Given that I wanted to talk about, like, just while we enjoy this beer from Stu, I wanted to talk about um, something that's going on in our, like, beer community at the moment. So, um, you've just read out the lineup to Blobfish, and there are a couple of breweries who've released 
um, sour beer slide programs. Sour programs. Sli- yep. Sour programs. Yep. Uh, so let's talk about that. So um, That's a really good we question. mentioned uh, Blackman's and mm-hmm. Green Beacon. Yep. Both had entered the sour projects as um, Fathom and Fathom and Farm. Barrel Farm. Barrel Farm. Yep. Yeah, so that's something that's kind of popped up of late. Um, nation doing site fermentation as their side project. I think even Kaiju were doing uh, some mutation, mutation series. Yep. Yeah, so it's becoming quite the little trend. Um, so some some of the guys listening on the podcast uh, might have already tried some of these around the country. Um, I've had a couple of the Kaiju mutations, uh, some of the Hop Nation as well, but. Yeah, we, no, we also had we had the green bacon as well after we had Hop Nation. Oh yeah, we went to see. That's, every, I'm a little fuzzy on that one. Everyone but. says I'm the cooked one, but I recall distinctly you were really enjoying the cherry, and surprise, surprise, I enjoyed the apricot at I think that was at Hop Nation. Yeah, it was Hop Nation. I remember that. But there was a cherry at Fathom, and there was um, the cherry was one we liked. The other one we weren't a big fan of. Maybe a blood orange. Mm. Cool. I'll find that out. Um, yeah, so new little trend going on in Australian breweries. Uh, guys, why do you think that is? Why are we kicking off subsidiary subsidiary brands to produce sour styles? I think it's a um, it's a brewer thing. I think. Um, yeah. Curious. Definitely not. Oh, I wouldn't say definitely not, but I wouldn't think it's born out of let's get a market share that's there and let's try and you know make some money off this thing I think it's a no love. I don't think it is either yeah. I think it's love coming from the brewers going you know we yeah. love these beers uh, we've got this idea in our head let's you know let's do it um, yeah. I'm not sure if they're doing it in a different location like um, mm. as Clint would would know once you start bringing all these bugs into your say clean brewery it can be a bit risky yeah um, a lot of the places in, in the US that do you know uh, clean beers and not so clean beers have separate breweries or at least separate cold side um so the, the fermentation side as opposed to the hot side like brew house you yeah. know boil kettle mash tun sort of thing yeah um yeah. i think russian river have like two completely separate completely breweries. separate like yep. even geographically separate yeah, yeah. right and yeah. they're close to each other yeah and that's probably a smart way to do it if you have the funds no mm. uh, i i i think like it'd be it'd be cool to maybe talk to some of these um brewers now blenders i suppose um it'd be cool to talk to some of these guys in the future about like what they're doing why they're doing it but maybe it's also just to separate the brands like clint with spotty dog like yeah, you, I, you probably wouldn't really set like um barrel aged sours under your no i don't flagship, think it, i don't it? think it makes any sense you haven't got the patience for it i don't have the patience for it that's very true but does it fit your brand no um i can see us doing a kettle sour um and when I say that, I say like something, I guess, more approachable and fun. Um, but in terms of what we do, like we hop, we hop forward. Um, mm. And that's what inspires me. I really like, and I had like a moment of weakness after trying a, um, a beer from Wildfire recently where I was just like, fuck, maybe I could do sours. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Because this Wildflower beer was so, so freaking good. I was just like... Like, it's so beautiful in its simplicity, um, but also so amazing. But I think I think you've, it's a cracking question because, yeah, guys like Green Beacon and Sight and, um, oh, sorry, Hot Nation with Sight and all that, it, it makes sense for them, but it's kind of a passion project, 
I don't think. It's very different to starting a whole brand that is based on wild beer or or spontaneous beer. Um, It's almost like they've got to the point where they can afford to do it. And actually hit it hard enough to make it marketable. Yeah, I mean, the... um, I've got a. I just quickly grabbed a picture of one of the green beacon cans. Um, like from all I can tell in the picture, and that might just be a render. I can't recall in person. Is that a printed can? It looks like a printed can. Fuck. So yeah, Fathom is their series of barrel aged beers. Um, raspberry cherry sour, um, aged in Chardonnay barrels. Cool. That's pretty um, sick. Yeah, that was one of the ones we had from them. Um, and yeah, they were they were all they were all pretty impressive. Um, so they had that one. They had a Belgium style brown aged in American oak. And a nectarine sour aged in Chardonnay. So I think I don't see a nectarine floating around. In yeah, I think we had the we were into the raspberry. I don't think they had the other. I had so. I had the nectarine. Yeah. Um, but I don't think we tried the Belgium style. No. Which is a shame. But yeah, they, you know, I think it's really cool. I think you can almost have like a little side side brand, but then sort of use your name to say hey we're going to do this properly i like that they're calling it sort of like a project as well i think it's cool yeah it's 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 pretty common in the states yep um new belgium that's what i was thinking before with um new belgium yeah lawrence elzer yep that's it yeah yeah yeah. um i had a i had a flanders red from green beacon probably two two three years ago and it was solid yeah, right. This is, this is, so this is something that we're probably like passionate about for a while and mm. they've just finally commercialised it. Mm. Yep. Um, Interesting to talk about what's happened with Van Diemen where it's not a site project and he's actually working towards, like that. he's transitioning more towards, yeah. well I think he's transitioning more towards those spontaneous beers and they're becoming his flagships. Yeah, well do you want to talk a little bit about that Ian? Because we mentioned in episode 22 that you and I visited there um, on our trip up north recently. Um, what did, what feeling did you get from what Will's doing compared to what he has done? Yeah, I I I, I loved visiting him, um, as we already know. But it was just great getting to hear from him, and I I just really got the feeling, like Justin just said, that he was starting to move away from the kind of almost like classic core range, like you know your. Pales, IPAs, red IPA, like just stuff you'll kind of find anywhere. Um, most breweries kind of run a core range like that. But to see him actually moving towards a new kind of core range for him, being his spontaneous ferments and um, sour beers was really cool it kind of ground i think it really grounded his brand with more sense of place um will as we all know um grows and malts his own grain which is just awesome yeah like and for him it's a control thing like and he must be a fucking workaholic honestly mate yeah i love it but the bloke is doing so much so much yeah, oh, like, I it, I was just so mind-blown, even when he was like, yeah, I do all my own, like, socials, labelling. Oh, when he told me he did all these graphic design the graphic design, design, that blew me out of the water. That was the first time I'd, I'd learnt that he was actually doing that. Ali, would you let Clint do his own graphic design? Absolutely not. No, my hurts. That, would <laughs> that hurt is me. a good call, sir. Yeah, that, that would call. hurt my face. Will's really good with Photoshop as well. 
Yeah. Yeah, it was an excellent photo that I'll show you. I don't know, is he better than me with my Game of Thrones? <laughs> oh, no, Comeback he's... photos? Mm, no, good. Will's managed to... Yeah, if you if you need a few photos before, we might put it on our story on a fifteen minute. <laughs> we interval. might have to. Um, well, if you guys had to come to from the wilderness, oh, yeah, we oh, do the Photoshop. Oh, all right, so talk to us while I open this next beer. Um, I just is, saw you bring it out. My my eyes popped out of my face. Yeah, so this next beer is labelled. Yeah, yep. I know what it is. Justin knows what it is. It's a surprise. Yep. It's um, in a clear bottle, like a bit of context. Yeah, I was just about to say the same thing. Clear bottle, nothing on the bottle cap. It's, what colour is that? I'd say that's like a like a light piss. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I'm a bit dehydrated and I've just <laughs> dropped a... Was that light piss to you, mate? No, I, I'd, say, I'd say that was like, I was in Melbourne for the weekend at Gab's and I've just broken the seal... I'm hydrated, but I'm not quite there. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's very, descri- that's very descriptive. That's a bit too yeah, so, Um Do you think I'm going to have to take it easy opening this? Oh, you've had it no. standing up. It's, it's, it will be fine. All right, so, Justin, as much as I fucking don't want to say this... I'm not going to say it. No. Please tell me about Open Into the Wilderness. Oh, so, From the Wilderness? From the Wilderness. See, oh. I, can't, I don't know. I wasn't there. Describe describe to our listeners what it is, because Ali, Ian, and I couldn't make it, and Will from Van Diemen's has been ripping on us for not getting there. So Van Diemen hosted a little Tassie Farmhouse Festival. Uh, you had Van Diemen, you had Opcho, obviously Stu was still, was still there, uh, Brittany Island, Herbert Barenko, um, and very, do I say, intimate, it wasn't, it wasn't a huge amount of people and that was mm. probably a um, well know. it's worth noting that Van Diemen is not open to the public absolutely know. yep not yet he did um, he did talk about yeah he did tease when we were there he did tease yeah. well he put it on the socials in his little story so you know oh, I, so put a question. I want to put a question out for you what do you think about taproom this year you know the festival was amazing there's this big old oak tree there that's been there. It's, it's a fantastic property it's Wow. It's really exceptional. The day was cracking. There was, um, it was like the week before the hop harvest, so we got a little bit of a hop field tour as well, and just drinking all those delicious beers and meeting all those delicious people. Oh, did I say that? Yep. Delicious people. Oh, delicious that, people. That's no, fine. It's, it's sitting, fine. Sitting it's tight. We're just watching the yeast come yeah. out. It's quite sludgy at the bottom, so that's good. I'm going to pour it all into my glass. Can if you want. I, I don't think I'll reserve that one. Oh, I'm you're not, not going to reserve. We're not sure what they. We're not sure yet. Not I'm, sure. I'm going to be still careful though. Well, we haven't tried this. We know that's normal practice for you when you drink at home, Justin. If it's one of these beers, yeah, I won't pour the pour the yeast. Which in. we still don't know. I don't believe in rolling the bottle as as per Cooper's. Like, mm. yep. So anyway, <laughs> I think the people that uh, Cooper's, you shut your mouth. Oh wow! To brew these kind of beers, um, yeah, they're all really nice. You know. I still don't know what this beer is and it's very nice. <laughs> it is very, very good. So this was graciously donated by Luke at St. John Distribution. Distribution. Yep. I think this he had from our one bottle sitting in his fridge. Stu mentioned, said, oh, you should get some of this stuff. What? Okay, I'll try. You're teasing me. I know. <laughs> this, is, this is a really special bottle and that's why we're so I excited you know. to not tell you what it is. There was um, one left in the core room and uh, so I hit Luke up at um, St. John and Sweaty Dog tap takeover. I said, mm. Luke, gotta um, pull your side for a sec. I hear that you've got, and he goes, Yeah, it's in the call room, it's yours. 
Like, oh, sweet. So Stu's already prepared. Wait, you don't even need to loom up. I know, I know right? Wow. What, if, was, what if you did? I know. What could you get out of him? Oh, what could you look, we, get? Did, we did sling some spotty or joke collabs into him that night. Like, he'd had a few, but still. Yeah. Okay, you did loom. <laughs> the, uh... So, what, before any of us talk about what it is, I only vaguely know what it is. Clear bottle, so they don't give a shit about hops. There must be none in it. No, generally hops will um, inhibit lactobacillus growth. Yep. So, it's a fair bit of tartness here. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So, so, like, so, when you talked about lacto earlier, um, as yep. one of the hops, um, so pedio, lacto, yep. sac, and um, Brett. Brett. Uh, lacto, kettle sours. Lacto yep. is yep. the main. A couple of different um, lactobacillus strains you can get that are quite good at kettle sours over different range. Yogurt making. Yep, absolutely. So what do we think about this beer? So oh. kettle sours, you can just chuck in some IBS tablets sometimes. and What is it? It's all good. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm not joking. Uh, that's, so Ocho's uh, kettle sours have been done with IBS tablets, <laughs> I think. Well, if you go onto uh, the resource... Just the like, same thing. The resource for anything... Wild or funky or, or spontaneous. Uh, Milk the Funk. Yeah, and shout out to Milk the Funk. If any yeah. if any Milk the Funkers are listening, that would be fucking awesome. Um, you probably mm. can't post on the page. You get in trouble for posting about advertising something. But man, that this is next level spritzy. Mm. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. Imagine this in summer. I, it's only. Do you want to chuck a couple of ice cubes in that, or just? It, it's only dawning on me now, and I'm I'm sorry. For being crass, but I'm going to shit myself tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just going to hit me now. I'm like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to gush. <laughs> Too much. You. It's okay, people. We'll cut that. Um, <laughs> we definitely did not. Okay, so, so gentlemen, yeah, do we want to make him? Do we want to make him? Uh, this is a bit hmm. painful. Come on. So, what style of beer is this first? What, what can you? It is a up? sour. It is sour. I've got no idea. I, it's like a sour gum now with something I, in it. It's got some fruit in it. Uh, and I don't know. I just know the brewer. I'm going to have a guess and say it's like a, a goose, goose style. I don't think so. It's not dry. I'm enough. glad I had a guess. Yeah. You know, it was glad I had I feel like it's got fruit in there. I don't uh, know if you told me. It's got. It's fermented on Riesling. Oh, that's why I love it because I love Riesling. Riesling is the fucking. Is this international or Australian? It's Australian. This is Australian. So, who makes the best wildflower? Who makes the best or most unexpectedly unexpectedly good sour beers in Australia? Three Ravens. This is a three Ravens. You just looked at me. You just went. Really serious? This is a three Ravens beer. This is um. Banging. We're pretty right. sure this is their golden Riesling. Yeah, can't remember what it's called. Cool. Because um, it, it was unlabeled. Is there, like co- little... is there coffee in it? No. no is there a milkshake? They should stick to that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a really good. I'll be nice now. <laughs> no, this is a really good time because we've just discussed side projects. Yeah. So is that an issue for Three Ravens because they have they have a hype project? A, I want to say like a base project which is stuff like Juicy and things like that and a sour project and they're obviously doing very good things between those projects but maybe not across everything so agreed is that a brewery that needs to focus more because this is fucking great yeah this um, is gravy and some of the juicies are good yeah 
Well, they've been doing a whole range of single hop juices at the moment. Yeah. So, so that's the thing. So, when we talked about side projects before, is is Three Ravens the example of where they this belongs in a side project? Because if we had a f- said it was Three Ravens, given your experience with Three Ravens coffee beers, would you have liked it? You probably would have been objective, I think. Yeah, I think I'm pretty objective. Yeah, I'm not. I'm terrible like that. I judge things. No, like, I, I still love it even though it's Three Ravens, but... Like, and no, no, I need I need to rewind. Like, I never... I never slammed Three Ravens no, for yeah. that beer. Like, I, I slammed the use of, like, coffee in beer. Like, it was a, it was a broader comment on in the general. use of an ingredient. Um, it happened at the time we were... I think we were talking about a three Ravens beer. Um, no, I, I think this is sick. Do they need to split it off into a project like well, other brewers? I'm more. I'm more saying, and like I know Bill. Bill at Three Ravens. He's a fucking great dude, and I know he's a good brewer. Um, but Three Ravens to me feels like it's hitting three very different places. Yeah, yeah they're all very different. They're not. Because yeah, you got no milkshakes relation. coming out left, right, and center over here. So do they need to focus on like and create a bit more brand identity? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like because I know when we went and visited, we had a bunch of sour stuff. We didn't have any of the hazy stuff. I I think that would make me feel more comfortable buying from them if I knew what I was buying. What into. it was going to be? Yeah. Like yeah, of course I know what it's going to be because I look at the can and go, oh yeah, cool, this is what I'm buying, but. I think I'd, like, I put trust in a brand when I buy it off a shelf, knowing, like, what like I, I buy a Blackman's IPA, because I'm like, fuck yeah, like, Blackman's IPA is a killer, like... And Barrel Farm from them, you don't expect that same hop-forward, really well-crafted, filtered... But if, if, if they just left a Blackman sticker on them and didn't have the, like, the project on it, be like, oh, Blackman's are now doing full-blown sour beers. Mm. Right. Like, I suppose it can definitely curb your perception of what you're about to receive. Um, can Three Ravens benefit from that? I think so. I think some focus on what they want to be. I've only, yeah, I've be, only literally just thought of that now. Yeah. No, I, I think that's a great question. And it obviously, it's not about just three Ravens. They're just an example. But yeah, I, I actually think it's a big plus if you can focus down. It, I think it just creates more clarity in your brand. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, I'm totally glad you asked that question before about the offshoot beer brands because I've never thought of it that way. And as soon as you asked it, I actually thought of Three Ravens because they've obviously got a focus on sours. It's probably been around for a while. And they've been doing it for ages. And it's yeah. so good. And this is, this is fucking great. Well, that's right. And when we, you said like when we were there, we only had sour beers. Yeah, we didn't have any of the But of at the, the juice time, beer. those sour beers all felt very, like, um, for lack of better term right now, it's just not popping to my head, but kitschy. Like there was like a cola sour um, apple sour and then and oh, then there was the just a baseline the, yeah the no, acid, acid, acid sorry acid. so they're all kettle sour yeah yeah they're all kettles yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and there was a he- there's a heap of barrels see the word sour it's like I'm going I thought you were talking about this stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah the again, like really, yeah. really it's kind of been thrown around too much now hasn't it I think well, we need to change our vernacular the way we yeah. use that word and develop some other terminologies and things yeah you know, I think just say calling them kettle sours is straight up with is a, a very helpful way of saying things splitting yeah. it off yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
Well, that's why we have um, a Sour Ranger on the episode. <laughs> sour Ranger. Go, go. Oh, um, no, this is really super impressive. Very, yeah, very surprised. Reason In a rates. great way. Yes. Yeah. Um, the, the whole great character gives me like those dollar bill vibes um, when we had skins and gabs. So it's fucking great. This is one of the best beers we've had tonight. No, oh, hands down. I agree. Yeah. Very, very tasty. It's been a long ep, but we're into the final beer. Final beer, and that I three Ravens beer was it was a bang, amazing. Right? Yeah, really. Thanks, Luke. really. Thank okay. you so much, Luke. Thank you, Loki from St John's. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Um, Ian, you weren't involved in this one, but we still do love you as well. Different Ian. Ian cheering. Yeah, I like um, Ian cheering. Yeah, we like Ian. I like both Ian's. Oh. Well, okay. Um, <laughs> so ironic that you should mention um, Jester King before. Have you so, brought Jester King for us? We have Jester King. Fuck so yes! This is Jester King Black Metal. That doesn't look as your normal Jester King though. No. No. So, Where the hell did you get that? Uh, from Cool One actually. Yeah, Damn. They've got a couple of different ones in there, which is thank cool. you, Nikki. Nikki's yep. setting up the. F- game at Cool One. I've only ever had uh, one Jester King before and that was the Witchmaker. Witchmaker. Yeah, we had really day. enjoyed that. We had Witchmaker on the show and yeah. then afterwards as well. I think we all actually like we didn't speak very kindly of it on the show but I think we all had very good experiences afterwards. I think it's just worth noting like palette, palette contest is yeah. a really big thing. It is Brett. Like that's and that's that I got the farmhouse, or the, the barnyard horse blanket Brett from that beer. Yeah. I think from memory I finished both of your beers that night. Yeah. But I, I had that beer by myself at home and I, I couldn't drink it quick enough. It was so good. Wow. I really enjoyed it. So Jester King, a little bit of a region change here. We're in the US now. Yeah. So I think a lot of people around the world are taking inspiration from, from the Belgians or from Belgian beer, the Landix and the Flanders Red, etc. Um, and taking... Oh, is that going to be no, we're lively? All good. No, no, we're it's all, all good. Just want I to just, uh, preserve the cap as best as possible. Word of caution sometimes when you get, you know, these it did spontaneous sound beers. You a can bit have some interesting... Ian likes to open yeah. them in the shower. It's just <laughs> a safe way to open um, Cantillon. That's, That's how true. he does it. Yeah, That's true. Cantillon in the shower. Actually, is it sacrilegious to open a Cantillon in the shower? I'm going to make that happen for you. Yeah. Wow, that that's amazing. So, yeah, so people around the world are taking inspiration from, from you know, the, the traditional way of, of making these beers. Uh, obviously, Australians have their own, their own take on it. Um, and Look at the we, head on this. Oh. Yeah. I'll let you keep pouring because I can't go any further. You poured nothing out of this bottle. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, I'm being, very, being very light on because... Yeah. Otherwise, Ian will get hold of it. Um, is, I'm going to make a statement now. Is the American sour scene going, or, or the wild owl scene, oh. going to go ahead or catch up to the Belgians because they have less rules? I think that is doing their own thing now. Like, it's definitely... Well, some man, they crushed IPA and pails. Yeah. Because they had no rules. All I can think of is Hill Farmstead. <sighs> I mean... I mean... Arthur, Arthur... I just think Anna. of Gav's Weekend. I'm just... Yeah. We had a lot of Hill Farmstead... Dustin is better at pouring than me. Well, new yeah, friend of the show. Yeah. What can I say? We're reviewing everyone this season. You're allowed on this council, but we do not grant you the right to pass. But this, this is a whole nother kettle of fish. <laughs> <laughs> That's Star Wars. I've had, <laughs> like, I've, I've had sours. I've 
And, you know, Lambic. Like, we'll, we'll just say so. Ali, describe what's in front of you. It's a dark beer. <laughs> But it's a black beer. Oh, it's a, a black beer. Dark coming head, out. though. Yeah. Oh, it's sludgy in the bottom. Nice. There's a capture. There's Justin's a, very excited. There's a capture going on here. Um, it's like Pokemon. That is. Yeah, it's. My, this man is vigorously capturing that yeast. He's got to catch them all. That's that's what he's trying um, to do. But yeah, I have had so many, you know, lambics, sours, all kinds, but not a dark, not a dark beer. This is no, no, you, you haven't had a. I reckon you've had dark sour beers, but you haven't had a good one yet. I don't think. And I'm I not have, saying this. I is really yet. don't think I've had. I'm not a dark saying this is because I've seen people put out dark sour beers that are just infected dark beers. Well, that's that is what, not I, the that, same thing. I don't think I've had a dark sour. I really don't think I have. This is probably the first one for me. So, what style are we beer. drinking? So it just says it's a farmhouse imperial stout a farmhouse and it's got like a kiss drawing on the front is that kiss are they that's a thing one of the yeah it's <laughs> <'cause> definitely <laughs> got the kiss makeup on it I don't, it, not it, sure. it's not distinguishable black, which one it is no, black metal no, so he's star not child not sticking out his tongue what, so what do you mean by star child is this like game of thrones like what is that you know kiss right kiss is it, it's like a band for old people no <laughs> have you seen role models no oh never mind wait no maybe I have seen that is there people in that? Dude. Are there people I don't know? Dude. Just stop. Dude. Paul okay. Rudd. Oh, yeah, that's a sick movie. Okay. So the ingredients are Hill Country Well Water, malted barley, rolled oats, hops, mixed culture of brewer's yeast and native yeast and bacteria. So I'm, I'm allow me to warm your beer for you. I'm scared because... Do it. <laughs> I'm scared because I... I have more hesitant for infection with this. I don't know why, because it's dark. Well, so now, now because I've had in, in a lot of infected dark beers before. So the color is unreal. Maybe while we walk, yeah, the head on the the head color on this is just fucking great. Um, it's, like a it's sticky date pudding. Oh, talk to me. Um, so Cigar. let's talk about that very briefly, Ali, because we're all going to warm it up a little bit. Um, the difference between an infected beer. And an intentionally sour beer mm. is stark. So I remember, um, actually, we were drinking earlier tonight while we were making pizzas at Prairie Bomb, and you'd had it before and hated it. Was that the Prairie Bomb that you I, got? No, the Prairie Bomb was the first beer that I had back um, with coffee in it that I actually enjoyed. Oh, okay, wait. There, was there a Prairie beer that you had with that had a lacto infection? That yeah, oh, yeah, that was the. Yeah, it was a lacto infection, and that was the peanut butter. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't remember the name of it, but um, yeah, that was not right. I think you remember talking about it, it's just like super acidic. It was really acidic, and it had this funky, like, milky vibe to it, and it was like yeah. it, it yogurt. Yogurty. yogurty, that's it. That's yeah. the one. I found that in the yeah, I remember, though. actually, I remember in our bottle. It just tasted like sour chat. yogurt, and that's all I could taste. As soon like. as you described it, Justin was like, yeah, lacto infection. Yeah. So, so yeah, infected beer, like beer that was made to be clean and then has become infected, most of the time isn't going to be a good time. And that's not intentional. Um, and I mean, we haven't even mentioned one of the brewers in Tassie who does sour beers. But I mean, that's a whole... Intentionally sour? That's a whole other episode. And I still would really like to go out there um, to Two Meter Tall and check it out. Mm. Um, but his, I think his philosophy... Is very different and very. I've had some great beers from Timmy at all. Yeah, I've had I've had a, I've had a couple. I don't I haven't drank a lot of his stuff. Um, I really want to go out there and check it out. 
Uh, my little brother loves two minute tall. A um, couple of guys. Chefs from, love two two minute tall. Yeah, because they all get out there and get that chefy experience. Mm. What does that mean? I've never been there, so I actually no, don't I, know what that I, means. No, I, it's, I just heard they barbecue shit for people to go there. No, I'd really like to get out there. Like, Ash is super passionate and really into what he's doing. Um, but yeah, it's a whole nother, whole nother discussion. Um, and we'll get into that. Just on the infection thing, it's, I think it's important to note that it's not just always, you know, lacto or PDO or bread that gets in. You can get uh, diastaticus yeast. Um, so yeast that can, usually yeast that can ferment uh, like the dextrin malts. And that's when you get the exploding cans. That happened really recently in the US with um, some of the like, big up-and-coming brewers. They had to dump everything. The yep. whole brewery, they had to empty it out. Like 120,000 litres. I was at Core Wine yesterday grabbing some beers. So most of these beers are really accessible, by the way. They're not nothing. There's no crazy whales that you need to go on trading forums or anything for. You can pick them up. Except that Three Ravens. You're not finding that. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. I know they, they... I think it's for sales. Just they, I think that was a very early... Oh right! Like a, you know, oh man, I buy that again if I know what yeah. it's called. Yeah, hit me, slide in my DMs, Ravos. So cool one was saying that they've had some exploding cans lately. I saw the footage, dude. Yeah, it was nuts. Do you know what year it was? I I can't remember. I could find out. It's probably not something we should say if it was anyone. No, we actually should. Um, but yeah, it was. If we don't know off the bat, we don't know. Yeah, we're just. There's more than likely a diastaticus, you know, STA one positive infection type thing where the yeast can actually eat more than the regular brewer's yeast yeah. basically so it can it can chop up those unferment usually unfermentable sugars um, and yep. get into it yep. so Brett's kind of like that it's got the same um, can produce the same enzyme that, that chops up those longer chain sugars and when people, when people say that Brett can eat everything that's not 100% true but Brett can do sometimes do a great job can't of do a chopping zinger, down can't do a zinger tower burger because no one can do those except donuts. Think about it. What? Zinger Tower Burgers with the hash brown in there. No one can eat all that. Not even Brett. What about a Zinger Stacker? Zinger Stackers are cool. Wait. Are you, <laughs> wait, I just need to step back a moment. Are Shout you out like, to are I'm you, comparing Brett pro on Zinger Tower? Oh, I'm good with them. I just don't smoke weed, so I can't eat them. It makes sense. Think about it. I, no, I, I totally get it. The logic holds. I, I get it. I, logic I like the Zinger Tower and I've eaten many, but... What? You notice that the coffee people are different? Maybe. Okay, let's move on. I'm just, I'm just saying your evidence, like... So, like, Bretomyces can eat everything. Stoners can eat everything, sometimes. Yep. Some, there you go, sometimes. Yep. Tower burgers. Makes sense. Okay. I just like burgers. All right, once we switch this off... We'll it's talk. too mushy. Unless you're a stoner. The hash brown, yeah. It's a... It's a it's a palate, like, contextual. No, it's delicious, but it's just, yeah. it's too much. It, it's just anyway, too much. Yeah. Who's had a sip? Potato. Yeah, I have. No, yeah. I haven't yet. No, I had a little sip. Um, it's sort of weird for me. I don't know how to pick it. I don't. I'm it's not something I want in my so, I'm swimming in the deep end here. I don't know what I'm getting. It's not infected. <laughs> that's that's the only thing I've like. He is learning. I am like that's not yogurty. That's okay. I don't know. That's where I've sort of stopped. Um, it's. Weird. I just. I think maybe I just like my stouts clay. I'm getting stout flavors, but then it's an interesting sweetness in the front. Yeah. Um, is it almost berry-like, or maybe it's one of the essence of phenols that one of those yeasts is thrown off. Yeah, yeah, yep. just front palate. 
It is really front palate, isn't it? And then yeah, it's super it, dry. It, yeah, it dries off really quickly. Um, quite savoury, almost. Oh, I wouldn't go as far as vegetal, but... It's no, not, I don't it's think not it's vegetal. vegetal. No, it's not, but... I, I know vegetal. It gets vegetal. really savoury. <laughs> he knows vegetal. It's, it's not jarring my palate. I, I really like it. What's the other way around that? It's ten, high. Ten something? Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of getting a bit of palate fatigue as well at this point. Um, but just need like a solid paler just to set you up. Just yeah, it's like the opposite again. of everything that you ever do in life. You have too many palers. Look, it's a beers. really fucking pretty beer. It's one of the best looking stouts I've seen in a long time. Like the color of that. Amen to is, that. Yeah, is hot. Um, the only beer I've seen that looks better than that, Justin Bird. Um, <laughs> but we won't talk about that. How is the mouthfeel for you guys? Good. It's it, it dries off quick, but it's it coats. It's got a nice coating. It's more carbonated than I. I was going to say it no. is high. Oh yeah, like it's like a super, it's like a two three two four, and I'd prefer something a little lighter. It's got a super puffy head. Like we're how many minutes into opening this, and Ali's still got a centimeter on his glass. I've like, been swearing. And you give it a little swirl, and it puffs right back up again. Like it's a re- got a really lively head. It's probably a little over on the carb. I don't know if it's in bottle or not, so it's kind of hard to judge that. Uh, it's not something I'd ask for or do in a in a riz. Mm. Um, I think it's important to note it's not a riz. Well, it's not a traditional style. They're making putting their own stamp on yeah. you know, a a beer, and that's what the Americans are doing. They're they're doing their own thing. That's what I think is exciting about American. Um, Wild beer or spontaneous spontaneous beer. It's is. crazy to think that's a wild beer. It's you know what really it actually reminds me of? Like this is apologies, a little obscure, but recently I had um, a one hundred. It was um, just a single origin ca- um, oh, no. cacao um, from Peru, and it started with red berries and it finished quite dry, uh, but because it's still like a seventy five percent. Cacao, like it was like a block of chocolate, or actually, the yeah, okay, like a block of chocolate. Yep. Oh, I thought you were talking about coffee again, I just zoned out. Yeah, no, no, I was, <laughs> that's fair, but like, what uh, it reminds say? me of that it began with red berries and then mm. it was finished really quickly. Uh, it was quite dry, but still had that like complex, rich chocolate. Yeah, it, it does remind me of that, like, mouthfeel aside. Um, yeah, really kind of cool. I think it's really cool. It's just for me, it's it's something unexpected it i've never had anything like this before it's i feel like now i want to open like another big boozy stout just to remember what big boozy stout tastes like because it's just very unique i kind of want to just let it warm for a bit because it's still we're we're worth mentioning we are in quite a cold room um it'd be nice to let this drop right down to room temp i just want to read out the um the text on the label because i think it's really fun um, Black Metal Farmhouse Imperial Stout, a.k.a. Iron Sword, a.k.a. Black and Death, a.k.a. El Martillo del Muerto. Black Metal is a cruel and punishing brew fermented by the sheer force of its awesome will. Best enjoyed while pumping out blast beats, summoning trolls, or enjoying a nice leisurely read of the... What the hell is that? Necro... Necronomicon? Yeah. What's Necronomicon? Probably a death razor or something like that. Well, it's necromancers. I don't know what a necromancer is. I feel like it's like a Warhammer thing. Games. It's like Comic-Con Deep for... Reference. It's like a convention for people who are into dead things. Oh, is it? Um, 
Do people dress up? It makes sense. Like, break it apart. Break, yeah, no. break down the words. That's okay. how it works. Okay, fair. It makes well, sense. I would love to have this again. Like, just to break... If you're having, like, a couple of heavy beers and then you sort of put that in there, it would be really interesting to... Break it up. See where it sits. Yeah. It could almost be, uh, you know, your lambic to your IPA session. What's a, um, what's a 750 of uh, black metal sending me back? I think it was 38 okay that's pretty good that's pretty yep. good for a for a 10.8 percent beer from the states from the states yep from an amazing hard brewer. to get u.s sours over here i yeah i think you know you, you get some jester king i've got a theory about it i've got a theory about it I haven't haven't shared it on the show and if i have i've forgotten my theory about american sour beers in australia is that the americans are sending us the ones they have too much of Actually, because the ones that they have enough of, they can't keep up over there. I can contribute some evidence. Um, when I went up to Bruce Vegas, as we know, um, and there was a, a thing, it was an American Beer Week at Brewski. Brewski, yeah. And I went to both the Stout Night and Sour Night, but anyway, the Sour Night... You went to the Farmhouse Night, didn't you? Farmhouse American, Night, sorry. American Farmhouse. I went to the Farmhouse Night, and they served up the Hill Farmstead Anna, a honey saison. My favourite of Gabs. It was phenomenal. Yeah. But then... I think I drank that at Gabs. It was good. Months later, we attended Gabs as a group, and we went to Carmen Sellers, and Hill Farmstead was on taps again. And given how hard it is to get this stuff in Australia, I, I thought I'd be drinking something different, and they announced, like, yep, Hill Farmstead Anna, honey saison. I'm like... What are the odds? The same beer again? <laughs> no, there was, like, there was two though. We had Anna and Arthur. I think it was three, maybe three. Yep. Okay, well I think. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, I the, know what you're the, even having the same twice mm. when it's just that hard to get in Australia at all, um, and it's all been air freighted over. Like even if we did have a couple more at Gat at the Carbon Sellers event. Yeah. Um, the fact that I had Anna twice within six months. Well, I, I, I just surprising. came. I just came to the conclusion, like because so many of the um, from uh, from out on the west coast in California, the brewery releases, um, the brewery row, or uh, no, the the brewery at B R U E R. so they have a side project called Brewery Row. Is that theirs too? Yes, and they have offshoot as well. Yeah. So they've got their three, the two um, yeah, side projects. Side one, projects. IPAs. One hops and one, you know, mix for mint. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, no, the, the brewery. Because we've had some really banging stuff from them. But in my opinion, we've also had some real stinkers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I was just of the opinion that they're, like, they've done big runs of their stinkers and it didn't hold up, hold up in the American beer market. Ian got a, brought back a lunchbox. I, yeah, absolute drain pour. Um, that the was PB&J. It looked, it, appearance-wise, it looked like it actually had bread floating around. And I have a choc mint something in the fridge I've been too scared kept, to open. You kept teasing I keep trying thing. to open it, but I can't do it yet. I've probably had it for nearly a year in my fridge. So I feel like this sour episode, we touched on so many things, and it's going to be a longer episode, but I think it deserves to be. I think it's also raised some really cool questions for the future. Oh, I'm intrigued. Yeah, some Australian brewery, brewers are doing some cool things with little side projects now and it's in really cool directions yeah. yeah really cool direction it's becoming more of a more and we're getting a more defined style with stuff like wildflower doing you know their regional 
exclusive stuff as well mm. and like keeping it really really local i mean there's so much that you can do um with it and it's very eye-opening and it's so what are our tips for Australian brewers who are going to take it to the next level in 2019 and beyond with regard to these wild owls? Oh, jeez, I don't have tips. Just go to go Blobfish and work it out for yourself. Go yeah. to Blobfish. I feel like Blobfish is almost like an incubator for the, the next wave of Australian beer. I think that'll generate a lot of excitement. Yeah. 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 We'll see a lot of stuff on socials. Yeah, that's more stuff on socials. Yeah. It's nice to be able to get this kind of stuff more and more attainable, and it's yeah. getting better and better. And there's some really actually, that's a really good point. Attainability. I think some of these bigger brewers that we're all very familiar with, Green Bacon, Blackmans, etc. I think them having their little side spin, the sideshow brands um, like Fathom and Barrel Farm. Inside, I think it yeah. it does actually make beers that are sour beyond just kettle souring it makes it so much more attainable where some of the stuff like some of the beers that we've had on this episode um, have not been Australian beers and we've had to look for them but to have this stuff like I can walk into Cool Wines and grab um, a barrel farm beer right off the shelf or a fathom beer off the shelf like or a wildflower out of the fridge or a wildflower Uh, but I can buy Australian wild ales and sour style beers uh, right out of the fridge and it's not difficult it's right in front of me it's not too expensive uh, and I can taste the sense of like what we're doing in Australia it's uh, I think that's really cool so I, I want to see more of that attainability I think the side brands and the, the side projects are really great for that um, because they're already brewers we know and trust um, doing great things yeah, I'd love to see the uh, just people's perception of sour beers. Oh, I'm saying sour beers now. Um, change <laughs> to, uh, to more <laughs> like wine. Here? Like people drop oh, 25, 30 bucks yeah. on a bottle of wine. No, no yeah. worries. But look at twenty five dollar bottle of beer and they go, oh, dude, that's a bit steep. Yeah. When you get into this, you know, more refined style, um, it takes a lot of time to brew these. Love for people to start thinking about these kind of beers as wine and look at a bottle and go, oh, 20, 30 bucks. Yep, that's. Yeah, that's fine, and they sit around and enjoy enjoy that with yeah themselves or or who they want to share it with. And yeah, I think that's a, yeah. I would definitely want to see that like a push towards treating treating beer with the same respect you give it a bottle of wine because well, hmm. will we ever see these beers on tap, Justin? Yeah, at our locals. Yeah, when you get wildflower on tap, you know. It's, yeah, yeah. St. John's, Boodle, Boodle's got it on there. It's becoming yeah, more we and have more. seen it on tap of Preachers, Boodle and St. John. Yep. It's great. Mm. It's really great. I just go, uh, ooh, you've got Amber on tap. Great, I'm going to pop it down. Actually, yeah, uh, we, it is actually very exciting times. Like, even recently we had the um, the Jolly Pumpkin takeover at Boodle. Mm. Mm. That was phenomenal. Yeah. I think there was, was there five taps, was there? Ooh, yeah. Yeah, it was more, more of that on our socials. Mm. Justin was all over it like a, like a rash. Like a hot infected rash. Yeah. <laughs> Clinton. The best to kind of rash. I don't come to that. So there's been a bit of irony going on this episode. So the, the Sour Rangers. Um, yeah. So when I... No, no, it's already I, another podcast. When I got my <laughs> phone number, and I've had the same phone number for Sour now tw- over 20 years... How old are you? What what phone number do you want? I went, okay. 
to say just choose you, the first four they, numbers are the same. The, the last six. They you ask choose. you what number you want. Yeah, they, they, they do. They used to do that. Dude, that's what they this is twenty years ago before you were born, buddy. That's so, <laughs> how long have we had the same number for? Twenty years. Wow, my dad yeah. has my own number. Yeah. And what's your phone number again? <laughs> <laughs> These are the last six digits of my number. Six. Oh, six. That's generous. Yeah. Well, I get to choose six. Um, ready? <laughs> oh, wow, I get what you're saying now. Dun, that's dun, 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 oh, that's dun, actually dun, fucking great. That's really good. Wait, are those tones universal? Could I do that on my phone? It'd be the same. Yeah, yep, absolutely. That I don't amazing. have the tones. So when you had like the, the back in the old days, when you had like the landlines, you could press the number and the other person would hear the... Only a guy in a band would know to do that, oh. but I like it. And so my best mate and I used to like work out things to send each other like just talk on the phone as he, as he did I appreciate the, that you're these kids don't appreciate the 33, 10 and 15 days I appreciate that your closing line is the same as your opening line <laughs> this is no, what this is... continuity yeah. in, in the biz what? thanks yeah. for joining us guys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for a wonderful yeah, episode yeah it was a great episode it's, it's a longer some... one but it definitely deserved the time I think yeah, yeah. Um, if you're thinking about hitting up some sours or haven't really had many delicious sours hopefully this is a bit more of an insight yeah a bit deeper we've gone a bit deeper mm. we're swimming now we're in the deep end we don't know what we're doing we definitely finished on a very dark stormy deep end sort mm. of kind of beer mm. which we don't really know much about and if you want to if you want to hit a commercial beer brewed by um justin this is a full justin plug here <laughs> um, <laughs> you're the worst no it's not fog it's... city red ipa by spotted Dog brewers also, Ocho and Spotted Dog Brewers collab, Monterey Mist. And if you happen to be so fucking lucky, Barrel Age Riz Family 2019. Or Justin Bruce. Heard there'll be bottles of that Riz popping mm. up. I don't know what the fuck you're talking uh, about. So. <laughs> Worth mentioning, this is a, has been our second technical episode on Step Rules. The first being with Craig Johnson, Whiskey Adventures. Uh, if, you, if you've been enjoying the technical episodes, um, get in our DMs, slide on in, let us know. If you want what to know more. Next? Yeah, what do you want next? What do you want us to go down the rabbit hole in? Lager. 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 Oh, no, uh, I'm, I'm feeling pills. Oh. No, don't. Pills is a lager. So I had okay. uh, in your intro, in, in your intro, I did have Lieutenant of Lager, Ooh. but it just didn't feel right yeah. to me. So if there's something that's just been itching on your mind, if you want us to go deep down a rabbit hole for you, um, flick us a message. We'd love to talk about it. We'll get in some guests who probably know more than us. It's been nice having you guys. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.